What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 123rd episode of the Shattered Order podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. And as if, if, you, if you're watching the live stream, you'll notice there's a someone else here with us, and that is our other good friend, Miss Passiert. Did I butcher that? Oh no, no. That's perfectly all right. It's perfect. Yeah, close enough. Call it good enough <laughs> <right>. for government <laughs> work. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. All How's right. it going? Well, what's guys? going on, guys? Oh, it's beautiful Friday. Wow. <laughs> Indeed, I'm I sure, am so uh, ready for the weekend. Yeah. My weekend has one more day in it, so I don't know. You guys enjoy <laughs> yours. I'll be at work. Everything will be Oof. good. Yeah. I've been off since Wednesday morning, though, so I can't complain. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, not that bad. Nice. Yeah. I've had a yeah, for sure. ridiculously long week, and it's starting to get cold, so uh, ugh, I'm, I'm dreading it. Mm. The weather's been yeah. so nice. And the stupid time change. I can't get used to this crap. It's throwing off my arena. It's throwing off everything. It's, it's so weird. <laughs> Hold up. That's... What time change? Uh, you must oh, live in Arizona. He does. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to everyone out there that had to go through that, but everything has stayed the same for me. Mm-hmm. In game, out of game, it's of course a it beautiful has. thing. Must be nice. Yeah. Must be. The nice. only thing that changed is our raid time since we do it on Pacific. So mm. I've had to add an hour there, and that's kind of annoying. So I guess maybe I kind of feel your pain, but. You still suffer from from the time change whether you want to or not (laughs) yeah it's gonna do something quick shout out uh this was mentioned in the order earlier that our friend cotton from frequence fighters his dog opie so opie if you're listening it's a shout out to you hope you're enjoying this in your house right now so good to see you i didn't think i was gonna shout out a dog but i did you're the man, Opie. It's the first time for everything, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, let's see if this works. Hey, Opie, sit. Uh, I'm curious for uh, Cotton to report He back said he has a camera, works. and he planned to... Uh... Yeah, he said he's going <laughs> to let us know how he went. So. 
Awesome. Uh, that'd be awesome. All right. Uh, y'all ready to get in the first topic? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Hey, guys. What did you do in Swoga this week? Well, I don't have a whole lot that I did in Swoga, but a couple things that were actually kind of exciting. Um, I've been in competition with Elon in our guild, uh, you know, as far as Sith raid damage, and he's been kicking my butt in phase three. So I've been working on Greedo so that I can compete, and I finally got him to gear 12. Uh, I did a run this morning. Um, this this morning we had our phase three, and I ended up landing uh, just under 6.3 million with the Boba lead, Greedo, Pow, Death Trooper, and Chewbacca team. So I was pretty pumped about that. Um, Jeez. Yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. He just, <laughs> like, the first four attacks, he single shot, and then the, I think it was the two attacks after that, he just kept on going. I was like, yes! Uh, I think it was, uh. I think it was a little over 16% of phase three. On that run, it was pretty legit. I was a happy. So I don't mean to be a downer, but did you did you achieve your mission of beating Elon? So I I did I did achieve my mission technically because he had yet to break six million, and I did that. And unfortunately, he also broke six million, and he got like six point five. So he still holds the record in our (laughs) guild for the. For that checks oh, run, yeah, a little disappointing, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I had a lot oh, of fun modding the team, going through, digging through, trying to find you know mods with more offense. One thing that I thought was really interesting, for whatever reason, I keep collecting the the thermal detonator gear twelve plus piece, and it's the one that I think uh-huh. has a hundred strength and a hundred physical damage, and I put that on my death trooper. And because of the way he was modded, it added like 350 physical damage. I did not realize that one uh, piece of gear would add that much damage. So uh, that was pretty awesome. Um, you know, just trying to maximize Dang. the offense on all those guys has been uh, a lot of fun. Those are the teams I like remodding, um, you know, trying to get squeeze every little juice that you can out of that lemon or whatever the saying would be. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. It's, it's not like pulling raisins from the dirt, but that's okay. Um, So the other thing was no today. (laughs) Today I was going through slicing mods and I ran across a crit damage mod that I was like, Hey, that's some decent secondary speed. Let's see what happens. So, I sliced it from uh, blue to purple, and it went from, I believe, 13 to 17 speed. Took it from purple to gold. It went nice. to 22 speed. So that is far Heck and away yes. my best crit damage set, crit damage uh, triangle. And tomorrow, I'm going to oh, be man. slicing that to six star. I'm freaking pumped. I was so excited. That is awesome. Oh, That's yeah. awesome. Can I can I counter that with the opposite side, which is kind of disappointing? Sure, go for it. <laughs> I I decided to slice a, a five speed green mod from green to gold to see how awesome it would see if I could get lucky enough to get the speed to proc. I was super stoked because it proc every time all the way to gold. 
So I got three procs on the five mm-hmm. speed. Nice. No, sorry. It was at nine speed because it was green, so I'd already proc the speed once. So it was at nine. Okay. Proc three times, got ten speed out of those three procs. Are oh, you serious? Hit. Oh, my yes. God. Three procs, <laughs> only ten <laughs> speed. That means it went so, for, like, the minimum brutal. on at least two of those procs. Yeah, so oh. it's a 19-speed mod, which is awesome. It's amazing. Except yeah, for so. what it procced, it, it feels like it should have been in the yeah, 20s. That's, Man. That's rough. It was, pain, it was painful. <sighs> what a bummer. So it'll still be a 20-secondary <laughs> speed mod once you slice it to six-star, so... That's, I mean, yeah, you can't but still. It should have been like a oh, twenty-six speed. No kidding. That's oh. that's rough. Oh man, <laughs> it's always and the RNG strikes. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, kind of good. Speaking that's on this, an example of good and bad in the same time. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's the best of world worlds. Uh, kind of speaking of slicing mods, I think I'm going to try to do a video this weekend because. Um, I've been going through and slicing up mods on because of, you know, these these uh, Clone War anniversary drops. I was stocked up on energy so I could get all this extra stuff because I really needed Django shards. Uh, yeah, um, so I got a, I have a lot of mod salvage. I don't have a lot of uh, Django shards so <laughs> it's you know whatever we'll talk about that here in a second but I think I'm going to do a video about slicing mods because I think that would be kind of fun and now that I have all this material mm-hmm. I mean I might as well do a video about it so I think that'll be fun and yeah, the other thing I did this week was a couple arena team modifications I finally got Jolie Bendo to gear 12 and I modded him the way that I discussed you know on the podcast last week with a lot of tenacity and it seems to be really effective mm-hmm. and I've kind of been going back and forth between uh Revan Grandmaster Yoda, General Kenobi, Joe Lee and then either having Basil Sean or Hermit Yoda as that last spot. And I think I've settled on Hermit Yoda as being that last spot just because like I was talking last week kind of about turn order with this team. So you have Revan that goes first which will basically almost guarantee Grandmaster Yoda gets full turn meter. He will spread uh, tenacity and foresight. Then with Hermit Yoda, um, well, I should say, Revan's AoE causes all Jedi to gain 5% turn meter because of Hermit Yoda's basic ability. So then Hermit Yoda Mm -hmm. will go. He can call back in Grandmaster Yoda, which gets him back to full turn meter again. So you kind of got this loop where Grandmaster Yoda takes a lot of turns really consecutively, and that's kind of why it's important to have Hermit Yoda just a little bit slower than uh, Revan, but uh, I really like having him on the team just because those two mass assists add a decent amount of turn meter, um, which seems seems to be pretty effective. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm running a speedy General Kenobi, and that seems to be pretty good. Um, uh, I'm really enjoying the team. I stayed top 10 all week until today, and I dropped to like 25. It was really weird. It was kind of a busy day in arena, apparently. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> those days always suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. But they're uh, it's a lot of fun. But uh, that was pretty much my weekend, Swaga. What about you guys? Hmm. 
Go ahead. I'll go last. Yep. All right. Um, so pretty much the one thing I got done this week was um, finishing off my Bosk, actually. Uh, like two Ooh. days ago, Wednesday night, I was three shards short, and I decided to burn 125 crystals on a node refresh and an energy refresh to shoot for those last three shards. Nice. I figured I'd roll the dice and go for it. And I simmed all three, all eight nodes just straight up instead of just doing one node at a time or one sim (laughs) at a time. I just said, you know what? I'm just going to rip the bandaid off. I'm going to sim all eight, all eight battles and see what, see what happens. And I got, three shards exactly oh, so beautiful nice it was perfect i got i got the last three shards i needed took them to seven stars i had all three pieces of those uh the gear 12 none of the gear 12 plus but uh i had all three pieces that he needed for gear 12 so i was really happy to uh just take my bosk all the way up and uh he already had the leader zeta i think i gave him the zeta when he was still only five stars nice. <laughs> because that zeta is just so stinking good so yep he already had the Zeta, so my bet my bounty hunters are are uh, are a formidable crew right now. With, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. With Bosk leading the oh, hunt, for sure. so yeah, it, oh, yeah. it was. Uh, there is literally nothing more satisfying in this game than finishing a long hard node farm. And I don't I don't think there's anything more satisfying than a hard node farm finishing it off. So no kidding that. That's pretty much the one thing I did this week. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so the question is, or the question that brings to mind is, how was the Chewbacca event for you then? Because obviously you couldn't use a mosque. Yeah. How'd so my go? Chewbacca, my Chewbacca is only six stars. I I spent about an hour and a half praying to the RNG gods, RNG Jesus, and um, <laughs> ooh, I. After an hour and a half of not even killing one person, one of the enemies on Aww. the other side, with a Gear 12 Boba Fett, mind you, a Gear 12 Boba, Gear 12 Ouch. Dengar, I just couldn't. I mean, I was rocking a total of like 460% potency across my entire Bounty Hunter squad, so they had a boatload of extra health. Jeez. And I still, I still could not get i couldn't even i couldn't even make a dent and so i just was like you know what you know what screw it i'm gonna finish my bosk because everybody (laughs) that i've talked to has said oh yeah i beat it the second time around with like the second time i went in i beat it with bosk i was like well all right so instead of sitting there and beating my head against the wall and just dealing with the agony of of waiting for rng to just fall the right way I just said, you know what? I'm going to just save myself the headache, save myself the heartburn <laughs> and the stress <laughs> and the blood pressure. I'm going to keep that low today, and I'm going to just be happy with a six-star Chewbacca, finish my Bosk, and then when it comes back around, I'll be able to go, all right, enter battle, <laughs> auto, done. <laughs> Seven-star Chewbacca. <laughs> so, I like it. Beautiful. I'm gonna. I, I decided to go with the slow and steady on that one, and just finish off Bosk. <laughs> Not a bad strategy. That will definitely get your seven star Chewbacca next time, for sure. 
So the other question, yep. you've got a Max Bosk. Uh, are you using Houndstooth mm-hmm. in Fleet Arena? So I'm not for the sole purpose of the fact, or well, really the sole fact that I don't have Houndstooth really well geared. Uh, my my Houndstooth is only at, oh, actually, I just got my 30th shard. So it's at four nice. stars now. Very nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I did max out Bosk's ability on Houndstooth, though, because that's the one that really matters. Uh, yeah. When it loses taunt, it gains taunt again if an enemy is breached. So I figure I'll farm up the other, uh, probably IG-2000, because IG-2000 is all right. Xanadu Blood is a little eh, but IG-2000 is pretty good. And, you know, hopefully I'll get those farmed up and maybe I'll run a bounty hunter squad later on down the way. But uh, Warrior also has his Warrior's Nightmare Squad, I think is what it's called. Uh, I can't remember what it, what he calls it, but it's, yeah, it, it uses, I think, Ghost and Houndstooth and one other ship. I can't remember what it is, uh, but... Houndstooth is is kind of a cornerstone for that squad, so I am farming Houndstooth right now, but it's not currently in my ship arena. Gotcha. It is a uh, it is a pretty good ship. I see so many people running it, even at four star. It's such a viable ship. It's crazy, especially as a reinforcement mm-hmm. when that damn thing comes in. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm I'm still Ugh. I'm yeah. still running Biggs <laughs> Vader and uh, Biston's U Wing. And uh, I, I actually like it whenever I go up against bugs that have, uh, like a lot of people run Sunfock with um, uh, Junos and Soldier and Houndstooth as the mm-hmm. main lineup. And uh, I, I like mm-hmm. fighting those a lot better than the full bug squad. Um, I think it causes <laughs> problems for other people, though. Yeah, they've done a pretty good job of diversifying ship arena just a little bit more than what it used to be yeah yeah definitely getting there for sure especially mm-hmm. if they do something in the next couple of months to make mace's capital ship more viable i mean they mm-hmm. already started with anakin's ship so it'd be cool if mm-hmm. they kind of flesh that out a little more yep so nice well to the point of your bosk shard thing Mm-hmm. apparently tonight's my opposite day uh, from wink wink opposite and you opposite i went in today 98 <laughs> out of 100 on uh on bastila on my alt account uh, i did the eight hard nodes and got one shard and i did the eight fleet nodes and got zero shards oh, so certain at the current moment and i'll oh. wait till tomorrow it'll be fine not hurting anything <laughs> but like like, like you said, finishing a hard node feels great. Having to wait for one shard when you were only two off a whole nother day. I lost you. You there? Killer. <laughs> I'm still here, yes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so it's a... Yeah, that was killer. But mm. on the other side of that, I did finish Treya to seven stars today. Woo! So Very I'm good. totally fine with that. That is, that is, that is a huge milestone. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ready man. to get that gear twelve now. It's mm-hmm. been sitting in the purple. You know, I got a whole arena <laughs> Sith arena team for the longest time that was all gold, 
and then you had Treya there in her purple. <laughs> be nice to get her in the in the yellow, but the but not see it now that I've come. I used her the entire time at five and six, and then the arena changed, and now I'm using Revan, so she's not even going to see gold in the arena. <laughs> that funny. sucks. Bummer. Good for territory war though. Oh yeah, for sure. Excited for that. And I'm finished sure L three. Mm-hmm. Plenty of things. Well, now I can use her. Now I can use that Sith team in the last phase of te- dark side territory battles that I was yeah, using the Sith team all the way to five, but never in six. So uh, now I can just not worry oh, about yeah. it. Very nice. Just in time for tomorrow. Heck yeah. yeah. I know. Perfect timing, right? Yeah. So now I can finally farm or a sing because I finished mm-hmm. L 30, 30, L three thirty seven. So I'm pretty stoked about that. And hopefully find a new, uh, See, well, I don't know. We'll see if Aura Singh can even get close to these Boba, these Boba Phase Three teams. But I'm looking forward to playing around with her in the uh, in the Paroxithroid. So, uh, also, the, you were talking about you keep getting these thermal detonator Gear Twelve Plus pieces and just acting <laughs> like you had a surplus of them. Well, I finally equipped. My first Gear 12 Plus piece for the first time this week. So nice. There's the what other side it? to that. Um, I don't know. I got my game open here. I'll tell you. It, I put it on Revan. So, Ooh, good choice. Uh, okay. I needed that six speed, but it was the Mark 12 Armatech data pad. So health, yep. tactics, speed, resistance, and special crit chance. I put so. that same piece on my Revan this week as well. Nice. I need about 16 more pieces of the uh the med pack that's gear 12 uh the gear 12 piece and then I will uh be able to equip another one on him. So they're both going to go to him first cuz that speed is just brutal in the arena if you don't have it. So Yeah, it's kind of important. Uh Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it makes mirror matches just instantly easier if you are the one going first. Oh yeah, definitely. Because mm-hmm. if they're not doing direct focus on their first Revenant turn, perfect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the best the best way to beat a Revenant team is is make sure that you're not getting that direct focus. And I run. Mine's a little RNG too because I run mm-hmm. Chewbacca. So if Chewbacca gets uh, if the direct focus goes on him from the start mm-hmm. and they just take him out immediately that whole fight's going to be about 10 it's times be, as hard yeah it's <laughs> going to be a whole lot harder <laughs> yeah, exactly uh gear a gear 12 bastila and mm-hmm. a gear 12 chewbacca this week so nice on Very to jolie awesome. uh I, I i saw we'll talk about this in the road ahead stuff but uh if you haven't <laughs> seen it carrie has already said that uh general grievous rework is not scheduled for this quarter, so uh, yeah. I'm not gonna ge- I'm not gonna gear General Grievous like I planned on. So I'm going straight to Jolie now, and uh, yeah. But the problem with Jolie is I'm about he's about to be gear nine, but he needs a stun gun. Oh. And I swear to God, I have been no. farming stun oh. guns for literally two weeks that's i hate them all the extra energy i have has been stun guns for two straight weeks and let me tell you that makes for a very 
fun game experience. I can tell no. you. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're a liar. You're, you lie. You caught me. Oh, man. I am so oh, tired of man. that node. Yeah. Um, get me Dude, off. that's... Actually, we'll get to this in a second, but it, it would be nice if they would update challenges and put some freaking stun guns in the challenges. Somewhere. Oh, anywhere. It's piece. Yeah. It's... I want a stun gun heist. Um, oh my god! Throw yeah. my scoundrels in the stun gun heist. A uh, stun heist with stun guns. You can and only stun use. Cuffs. You can only. Please. You can only use characters that need stun guns. Oh, jokes on you! It's the entire <laughs> roster. You didn't limit much there at all. Exactly. Oh man. Uh, I remember last week I told you the story of how I was ninth in, you know, the Sith raid and thought I was going to get top 10 for the first time. The exact same situation played out twice this week where I was nine going into phase four and wound up 12th and 13th this week. So I I am locked out of the top 10 right now. So I'm literally, I need to start hitting phase one more often and then maybe I'll have a better chance, but man. Being that close and thinking, and there's no guarantee you get a full piece of Gear 12 Plus, but uh, mm-hmm. just the chance of having it just feels so much better. And so, the amount of salvage you get is so much better. You're getting at least half, you know, of a piece. So, I mean, two exactly two top ten finishes, and you basically got a piece of gear. So, makes a difference. Well, none of this would be possible without Revan, so thanks for those 8 million scores in Phase 2. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It feels like cheating. It does. Yeah. I mean, that team is just absolutely badass. It, it's so easy, and uh, so uh, uh, you're obviously doing uh, that. What is your strategy for Revan's special buff? Um I kind of just volley it back and forth between him and Grandmaster Yoda. Uh, what's your strategy yep, with that? That's pretty much all I do. All right. I, I, I slap it back and forth between the two, and then anytime his uh, a his AOE heal that swaps turn meters up, I swap turn meter with Grandmaster Yoda. I just keep it going back and forth and back and forth. Very nice. Which is why, you know, 66% of the score comes straight from Grandmaster Yoda. Yeah, because he's just going off. It's Dude, crazy. Dude's a monster. He is just oh, so much fun. That is what that might be my mm-hmm. favorite re- rework in this entire game. Like just finally getting to use Grandmaster Yoda in every aspect of the game is amazing. Yeah, I very welcome change after they uh, they nerfed him after he was initially introduced to the game. Yep. That mm-hmm. was that was very disappointing. He was a great character, but I guess they just said that, you know, a little a little green gam- gremlin looking dude out damaging <laughs> the entire every Galaxy. other character in the game, yeah, yeah, was was too much. So they they he got the nerf stick, but still uh I, I I'm glad I'm glad the rework went the way it did because uh, it was a fantastic rework. And until Bastila was put in, his leader ability with the Zeta totally changed the uh, Jedi's. It was. So it worked out really it, good. It, it worked out fantastic. Yeah, it was pretty good. Never use it anymore. 
total waste now, but it was fun yeah, know, there right? for that week. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no. All right. Uh, anything else you guys want to discuss that you did in Swaga this week? I really want to get into the road ahead. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go right, there. Let's let's play this. Strong with us. This update is young Padawans. Oh man. The is the road ahead sounder not on the soundboard. It's not. I have I have yet to make it. I am sorry. Oh, literally the only time you could use it. Okay. It's not on there. (laughs) I know. Okay. So I'll be honest. I don't remember what episode that was from. I don't think I cut it. And you didn't know it was being posted. Yeah. Uh, Oh, like, really? I thought you played me it before. All right. Never mind. No, I I think, I do think I cut that part, but (laughs) I don't remember. Let's talk about Roadhead. I mean, Roadhead. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to dig back and find that because yeah that's I just said it again so there yeah. you go all right perfect the first time was better there was more context to it we'll figure it out I'll figure it out we'll do something <laughs> I don't know um all right so uh the the road alone uh the the road ahead they finally posted it and uh, it's it's it it's amazing it's it's everything that we wanted and actually no a lot of people are disappointed but. We got my number one requested feature, so I'm kind of excited. Um, we want to start out by just re- re- reading the damn thing. I'm working on pulling it up. I'm trying to waste time. Sure. While Why you don't you go? I got it. I got it. I got you. First, <laughs> I'll talk about the first section here. All right. So the first section here. Um, new feature. So a new game mode, basically it called the grand arena. All right. So big feature announcement to round out the year, the grand arena. You are, well, easy, mm-hmm. man. Easy. <laughs> Currently you can be the best player in your server and dominate the PVP arena, or you can be a part of the best guild and defeat the guilds in Territory Wars. However, when we look forward to what <coughs> we'd like in this game in the future, <coughs> a big part of our vision is to answer questions like, who is the greatest player in all of Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes? Who is the greatest player in all of the galaxy? While we're still a few steps away from the future, we are excited to announce the first step towards that vision, which begins with the opportunity to play PvP across servers. Here's a little about what you can expect. Um, basically... The beginning of the Grand Arena event, you will be matched with seven other players from across the game who have galactic power scores very similar to your own. In the first round, you'll be matched against a random player from your group to essentially fight a mini territory war. You'll then set up defenses, defend your own territories, as well as attack the opponent's territories in an attempt to overcome their defenses. If you earn banners, basically you earn banners like territory wars. Each round, you'll be matched with other players who have the same win-loss record as you, and you'll never fight the same opponent twice in the Grand Arena event. You'll earn special rewards for each offensive battle you complete at the end of each of the three rounds and a final set of rewards at the end of the event based on your standing in the eight-player group. We hope you're excited, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so Grand Arena. That's what it is. Hmm. Let's hear what you guys got. I... 
Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, I don't think it's that much of a secret that I'm not a big Territory Wars fan. Um, if you've watched my stream or any time that I've joined RSG, you know that my guild likes to make fun of the fact that I place my defenses and then I might go do a couple of attacks. So <laughs> for me, this the time investment for me is is whether this is going to be worth it. Uh, I mean. Knocking out a couple of arena battles is okay, but having to set my own because I don't know, like the 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 it it it's, it'll be fun because you're not going to be really depending on somebody else like a guild leader orchestrating your defense. So it's entirely up to you now to set your own defense, which means that. Uh, hopefully this matchmaking is done on a much better scale than um territory wars currently is because i don't want to get matched up i mean my personal account i think is i'm at 3.8 million gp um but i don't want to get matched up against somebody who has you know 3.8 million gp but the all of their GP is in like the top half of their roster and they have a whole bunch of unactivated characters. So the fact that I have all almost every character in almost every character in the game <laughs> activated, everybody knows that I don't have Holdo and Rose activated still, but <laughs> the, if, if I get matched up with somebody who has similar GP, but I have a higher GP because I have all of these other characters that are at like level 57 stars, year five, whatever, that's kind of artificially boosting my GP. It's not really boosting my GP, but it's, it's, you understand what I'm trying to say, where the, G, the yeah. weight of my GP yeah. is more distributed than. Yeah, it's if you just check it out, in, you might be at 3.8 or. Yeah, 3.5 or 3.6 or whatever it would be if I were to take those right. characters and take them back to not activated so i don't know how the matchmaking is going to work i really hope it isn't something where it's like you know you have to set like 10 defense teams or however many territories they identify uh i mean if it's just a 1v1 i couldn't imagine imagine it being more than like three or four territories that you have to put defense in um and i guess with ships that i guess that could be like or maybe five territories that you have to put defense in. And, and depending on how many teams you have to set, I hope that's based on GP. Like maybe there's GP brackets where below a certain GP, you only have maybe two territories. Um, I would imagine that, I mean, it, I guess it depends on when this event opens up for players. If it opens up after you unlock ships, then that could be interesting. Uh, because then obviously players won't have a chance to get into this until they have ships available. And then at that point, it's like, okay, well, if you're level 60, obviously you just unlocked ships. You're not going to be able to really set much for defense without having ships left over for offense, right? So I hope that they've balanced this out well. Um, I really hope that this goes through a few beta iterations and comes out polished on the other end. Uh, because we've all experienced unpolished 
content and <laughs> it's nothing is more frustrating because I've worked with developers on on other things not uh necessarily game related but uh other you know software for for work or other things like that and I can understand I I I know that when developers pour their heart and soul into something like I mean I you got to know that all the devs working on this game like they they they're doing it cuz they love it right um or at least I hope they do and <laughs> so I can imagine their frustration when something goes out and then we find all the bugs you know what I mean cuz there's no. there's something to be said when you push something out to millions of players versus a couple hundred players bugs will come up and I just hope yep. that they're not big I really hope they aren't but I'm I'm skeptical because I'm not a TW fan, but I could see this being a huge hit among players who are really super competitive with TW. So I think more so than TW, it's people like me who love the arena. Like that is my favorite aspect (laughs) of the whole game. Go ahead. Go, go. I'm literally the opposite of what I was just going to say, because (laughs) Because it literally the opposite was to say, because if you're a fan of the arena, claiming to be the best is going to be really hard in something based on territory wars system, because in mm-hmm. territory wars, you set a defense and what you set on defense, you can't use on offense. Mm-hmm. But in the arena, what you set on defense, you also use on offense. So comparing being an arena fan, I would want to use something i said on defense on offense as well right so right it's more for in my opinion it's more for territory wars fans than arena fans if or pvp fans in general it's good for but i don't see comparing this to an arena it's really kind of unless you can set your defense and those same teams are still available on offense then it's totally different but if it's like territory wars where you got to set a defense and then you can't use them on offense, mm. then it's not a, like arena to me. Yeah. Okay. So I'm predicting. But go ahead. I didn't mean to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're fine. So I'm predicting that there will be three to five teams that you set on your defense. Uh, that that seems like a pretty logical number, especially you know in the higher tier GP wherever you get a wider roster. That would be you know, between six and ten teams that you need total based on the territory war aspect like we're talking about. And the reason I like this for Arena, uh, as an Arena fan, the reason I'm excited about this is because of... Arena is so much about building a team that can hold on defense or that can just take out people on offense. Like, there are a lot of people that use different teams on offense and different teams on defense i i only use one but for example uh like right now if you don't have revan you kind of have to set up an offensive team to where you can take down the revan teams you have it's like paper rock scissors and you have to know when to use the rock versus when to use the paper and that's the part that i'm excited about is i kind of like that sort of cat and mouse game to some extent that you get in arena from time to time. And as far as setting up teams to be good, the problem is like territory war is so much different because when you have that many people, 
it kind of takes away some responsibility from you directly. So like if you can't play or something, you can unload on defense or uh, if you just like battling, you can unload on offense. You don't, you don't really have to be that strategic about your team. (coughs) But I feel like this to actually, uh, you know, be really good and finish in at least the top half. Most of the time, you're going to have to have multiple teams set up modded and, actually set up to do a really good job in an arena style battle. And I think uh, territory war doesn't necessarily cater to that quite as much just due to the overall volume of teams with the fewer number of teams. I think you're going to see a lot more, you know, precision with having to have these teams modded properly. And that's the part I'm looking forward to is having multiple teams that I can set up and try to make awesome you know, versus, like, right now, just, like, when we go into a territory war, like, my Chewbacca has offense mods on him, I don't really care. Uh, but something like this, I'm going to be like, well, that yeah, that's not going to stay that way. I need to go in, I need to remod Chewbacca and get him ready to go in an arena-style battle so I can, you know, kick someone's ass or whatever. Um, and the other thing, I, I really wish that we we're going to go down this road, you know, because, like, you yeah, sandbaggers like Elon uh, are are going to be in a pretty good spot. I I, <laughs> I wish I had that audio uh, clip from Wedding Crashers. You sandbagging son of a bitch. You know, like that would be really great for right now. But whatever. Um, <laughs> love that movie. Anyway, uh, that you said it. So it's, it's when you explain the joke, it's just as good. Whatever. Um, yeah, so I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm I'm really excited about this Grand Arena idea. This is the thing that I have been asking for since forever. Like uh, just an expanded arena of some sort. I feel like this is a pretty cool way to do it, like an eight-player group. And I'm curious to see what the rewards are. I suspect they will be Territory War-esque as different tiers going up based on your galactic power. And then there will be a breakdown of rewards from one to eight. Uh, depending on how you do. Um, and, you know, when, I mean, the rewards at the top could be pretty good. I mean, when you're talking about there's only going to be, you know, 12.5% of players in the game are getting that tier reward or whatever. Like, I could see the rewards for this actually being pretty good. I'm very curious to see how, how often they come up and what the scheduling is on it. You know, is it going to overlap with Territory Battle? Is it going to overlap with Territory War? Because right now, the game's already a pretty heavy investment of time. So that is the only thing that I'm really concerned about. But I, but if it's like each round lasts a day to where you kind of have some time to set up your defense and everything, I don't think it'll be that problematic since you can kind of do it on your own time and, you, you know, you won't be forced into doing arena. You know, it's like 6 p.m. I got to make sure I'm at, you know, uh, first in my arena. Unlike this, it's kind of like, well, you got 24 hours, go in, do what you need to do, and you're good to go. See, you went, that last point you had there was what I was I was thinking about uh, as my last point to the uh, the Grand Arena. But when I heard this announced, I wasn't that excited about it because it basically, to me, was Territory Wars. But the the part that does make it good that I don't like about Territory Wars is Territory Wars is is a it's it's a time consuming thing because everything is time gated to. 50 people 
working towards getting through pieces and parts, and then the next phase is open, and whatever time that opens, you need to be in there to get your fight in, and and mm-hmm. you know whatever. It's a lot, all a lot of it is based on getting fifty people together to do something, which can take twelve hours, twenty four hours, the whole time, half the time, whatever. But with this, what I just was thinking is. This cuts out what I don't like about Territory Wars completely and makes it all dependent on me and when I want to do it. So if yeah. I want to fight my battles all at one time here, or if I want to do one here, one here, one later here, I'm not holding up the guild. I'm not holding anyone up but myself, and I can enjoy the time I have to give to it and choose that time rather than do it at the guild's leisure, you know? So... That that's that's one thing that kind of makes it more interesting for me. That that is a good point. That is a really good point because I think that a lot of people, um, kind of have that same issue with territory wars where it's like, okay, I gotta get it, and then the sniping, the sniping issue where you know if you have yeah. guildmates who aren't go, you don't necessarily wait for other people to go in and try an an attack on a target again um you know you run into those situations where you completely lose the opportunity to uh finish off a a team that you started and that can be really frustrating for some people uh and then you also don't have to worry about somebody else leaving a team with full turn meter (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so sure. I guess I guess you do get rid of those those little quirks about territory wars that inevitably piss somebody off. Somebody in your <laughs> guild hates you for leaving your t- an enemy team with full turn meters. So, no yeah, I I think I think there's a there's a chance that this will be better than I expect it to be. But like I said, I'm I'm a skeptic. I I am a a big fat skeptic (laughs) (laughs) well we will see i guess we'll see it's just interesting uh yeah it's inevitable we will see it's coming yeah this is true whether i like it or not (laughs) yeah no kidding uh next up new feature this uh this one caught everyone by surprise Player-controlled payout slash time zone changes. So the single most common quality of life request we've heard in recent months is to allow player-controlled payout time zone changes. Like the server sharding system, this was a feature that worked for a time, but we recognize you live you live all over the world, lead complicated lives, and that the force 6 p.m. is the time zone you originally logged in on has been a great inconvenience for many of you. To help with this, we have introduced the ability to change payouts up to two times a year. The timer starts when you change your time zone. The ability will be otherwise unbounded, so watch out all of you in Alaska and Greenland. There are probably hordes of people coming for your time zone. In conjunction with the Shardless 1v1 PvP, this begins to give you all opportunities to explore competition outside of your shards, and we are excited about that. Um... I got some I got some ideas from a few people in our podcast chat about the wording in this. Um also don't have official word on whether or not my ideas 
work the way they do or not, but I'll go into that in a second. Uh, I want to ask. Yeah, that's just teasers there. Anyways, what do you guys think about this? It's very welcome change. It's yeah, but- it's kind of weird that they kind of force you into this one specific time for such an important aspect of the game. It's incredibly inconvenient. It's the most inconvenient part of the entire game, in my opinion. Just, I mean, everything else can be done wherever the hell you want to be, but no, this one specific thing, you got to do it this time. Um, the other thing is this does control when you get your energy as well. So if you change your arena payout, your energy time is going to fluctuate. So you have that really big gap between your last energy of the day and your first energy of the next day. And you'll kind of want to work around that if you're going to be one of those people that's fluctuating with this. I know, Dan, you're going to be pumped because you sleep through the midday free energy. And this is going to be huge for people like you, somebody like me. Um, I wouldn't mind moving my back a couple of hours, um, but if I move it back, you know, if I move it back too much, I'll be missing the late energy. Um, my arena is not too bad of a time currently the way it is, so I don't mind it too much. But this is, I mean, this can make a hell of a lot of people happy. This, I did not expect to see this um, anytime soon, but uh, I'm I'm very pleased. Miss, what do you think? So, um, Carrie alluded to this, um, several months back in a post that she made on Reddit. It was a comment that she had made on Reddit where she was alluding to the fact that they were thinking about letting people make changes to their arena payout. And I think that the fact that they're allowing people two changes per year is really nice so that people who live in uh, daylight savings time zones can easily change to a time uh, that they like and then change it to maybe an hour ahead or an hour behind that time when daylight saving time hits them again so that they can keep their arena payout at the same time. So. Me, personally, I get home around 5 o'clock, 5.15, sometimes as late as 5.30 in the afternoon. So when I get home, if I'm immediately jumping on my phone and doing arena battles, I'm getting wife aggro, like, hardcore. <laughs> so right. uh, <laughs> uh, for me, I would definitely be moving that back. I would be moving my arena payout to, like, 10 o'clock p.m. because that's when I'm sitting in my bed getting all you know ready to go to sleep and I'm like doing my last little things in Galaxy of Heroes and then that's usually when my last little energy hits right so I'm online getting that last little energy thing for a while right there so I wouldn't mind having my ship and my regular arena payouts at the exact same time because then I'm not stressing about, oh my god, now I've got an hour until my ships pay out. It's like, you know, <laughs> I, I just want them both at the same time so I can be like, okay, I'm going to finish my arena battle. And then I'm going to go over and that do a ship nice. battle since I've got another six minutes before I can do another regular arena battle. So, you know, why not make the best of my, or the most, you know, make, make the most of the time that I'm spending in game. 
so yeah. it, it, I will definitely be taking advantage of this, moving my payout out a couple hours because right when I get home from work is not when I am online. So I'm I'm super jazzed so, about this. I think of the Grand Master Snooze Fest that this road, road Ahead blog is, this is like the <laughs> one shiny piece that I'm like, ooh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you're totally well, I, fine with I can say for myself the, the 45 uh, free energy. I think we're we're having a slight lag issue. Uh, so you're fine with giving up the 45 free energy to have a more convenient arena payout time, right? So I I guess I missed that part of the of the details where it changes your entire schedule or does it just change so it moves your entire schedule out so the what was said by cg carry on the forum i have the picture right here on my phone i'm sorry i can't bring it up on the stream to show everyone Mm -hmm. but it says someone said payouts are always connected mentioning uh energy refreshes and times to when your shard is and she said this period everything is connected in a fixed way so energy times payouts etc when you change your payout everything will move accordingly to retain the same distance apart uh, so but let me let me let me just offer the I, well for my specific situation why mm. that doesn't bother me as much my okay so why i think this is good for me i work nights right mm-hmm. i work from 6 okay. p.m to 6 a.m so Half the week I'm off because I get three and four day weekends. So half the week I half the week I can fight in my arena payout if I'm not making dinner at that time. Or and the other half I'm driving to work. So it's either drive safely or try to get an arena battle started and start simming it while mm-hmm. driving, which I don't usually enjoy the uh life we, or death scenario there. So we do not support playing Swaga while driving, just to be clear. We support pod listening to podcasts. Well, at one point I was so addicted to the arena. <laughs> now, at one point I was so addicted to the arena that I would pull over every eight minutes into a parking lot, do an arena battle, and then continue driving to work. So, yes, don't do it while driving. But the, but for me, switching it up to I'm thinking about it, I want to switch it to Honolulu time, right? So Honolulu time <laughs> is three hours behind me. Okay. Three hours behind me would put my payout between nine and ten. I'm always awake then at home during that time anyway, and I'm also that's a three hours after I've been at work, and I can usually find the time in that hour to fight my arena battles at work because by that time all the beginning of shift stuff has settled in and you're settled into work or whatever. So that would work for me. The other part to it with energy, even if if the energy does change, losing half the week I'll be at work and I can get it anyway. And then the other part to it is working nights, I sleep during the day. So if I sleep during the day, for the most part during the week, I miss the 12 o'clock energy. Yeah, right. So the most important one I'm missing. So if I were to throw out missing the noon one and or the nine one, I would get rid of the nine one in a heartbeat. So, yeah, that's I'm okay with that aspect of it. So I do kind of wonder. And if- it would only be losing. I was going to say, I do wonder if uh, the way they did the new free energy, how they 
stacked it. Uh, what the you know the mod energy and the fleet energy. Whenever they added those, adding that to the noon and the payout time energy. Uh, I wonder if this kind of played into it because the you know just giving up that forty five energy after payouts not a huge cost to get a later arena payout and get into a better slot. So uh, this is kind of one of those times where because this was something we talked about previously you were kind of wishing they would have added something to the 10 o'clock slot. But now with this, it's uh, really, really convenient that they did not do that. Yep, for sure. And then if I do change to a later payout, it'll be better for me in the end. So, yep. Yeah, totally fine with it. And the, so let me bring up the, the wording. And this was a question I brought up in podcast chat. And obviously, we don't have an answer for it yet. Uh, hopefully, we will within the next week or whenever they put out more information about this. But the I said in podcast chat, I'm like, I wonder if changing your payout will change your shard as well. I really um, hope not. <laughs> that's, yeah. So there's a couple things to that, right? So I know that... Well, I don't know this. I have to think that... I don't even know if I can say that. Shard chats. I don't know how CG feels about them, right? But it would seem like this. If you were to give be given two time zone changes a year, and those time zones, every time you used them, you got thrown into a different shard, with enough people doing them, that they could be flipping these around that way. That would effectively get rid of them for the most part, because then you wouldn't have to, you'd have to find it, use it for six months, two months, whatever you did for your timeout change. Mm -hmm. Um, It would kind of get rid of that. So I kind of wondered if people can change their pants now, if they call customer support, people that do that do not change shards. So I got to think that, that might be the same here, but this is all new tech as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on how you do it, whether you have to call someone to do it and you get two of them a year, you can call and do it. Or if it's something in game, um, you know, I don't know how you're going to do it, you know? So I'm right. sure it'll be in game. With, they're they're on, not going to commit to something like this that actually takes up people's time. I, I'm almost certain. Oh no, right. They're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so if it is would kill them (laughs) yeah exactly if it were in game then that's all new code that they've put in right so i got Mm -hmm. that means there's a chance that that's part of the code that change your payout rather than whatever goes on there with the changing of times just throw everyone changing their payouts into a new shard and go from there and and for people that were talking about this in the podcast chat where there's thirty thousand people in a shard um Yes and no. There's probably <laughs> 2,000 people in a shard and then a whole bunch of accounts that were created and then never played. That's so, true. That's um, very true. <laughs> yeah, if they make a new shard out of people changing their payout times, they're going to fill those if they did them by 2,000 increments really quickly. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a reason that they wouldn't be doing it. But so uh, YPES Trench sent me a message after I brought this up in chat and he pointed out some of the wording in the road ahead post. Let me just read this to you. And this is what he said, put your tinfoil hat on. I think they are going to move people to different shards. If they choose to change their payout time, the last part of the payout change section of the post says 
In conjunction with Shardless 1v1 PvP, this begins, this being payout changes, this begins to give you all opportunities to explore comp- competition outside of your shards. And we are excited about that. Hmm. I, I, The Shardless uh, PvP, I believe, is referring to the thing directly above that because it says in conjunction with, like it's connected to the Grand Arena that we just discussed. That was the way I interpreted that. I don't know exactly what they mean, but I think what they're talking about is just... right. Do what? That beginning part of that sentence, that comma, basically means this sentence, if you took that part off, would be a full sentence, right? And this begins is in a, in not in the, the territory or not in the grand arena section, but in the player-controlled payout section is where this is. Mm-hmm. In conjunction with means these two things together. This begins to give you all opportunities to explore competition outside of your shard. I, 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 I can see your side and I can see his side because it may. I don't know why this would even be added there at the bottom of that section if it, it wasn't somehow related. You know what right. I mean? I well, so, I assume there will be uh, some sort I, of time aspect to the Grand Arena. I mean, there's going to have to be cutoff times based on when you set defenses and stuff. And I assume that's probably how they're going to correlate who battles each other. Because if, like, my arena payout's at 6, my time, someone else's is at noon, my time, it wouldn't make any sense to make those people go against each other unless they do use a universal time like they do with Territory War, which is possible. But what were you going to say, Miss? Um... I I I was gonna say I I've I know that um there have been the questions have asked been the question has been asked uh in our in our game change other game changers have asked this same question so I'm hoping that uh, we can find the answer to this very soon um hopefully after the weekend very soon after the weekend this is what really sucks when they drop stuff on us at the end of the business day on a Friday. Right before yeah. a weekend, because inevitably we have all these questions and we're all like, well, what about this? What about that? Well, what about this? You weren't very clear on this fact. And so this is one of yep. those sentences that really makes you go. Hmm. What are you trying to do, CG? Are you trying <laughs> to shake up my arena chart chat? Because <laughs> me no likey. I'll, I'll stick. I'll deal. With I like these guys. P- yeah, I'll be. I'll stick. I'll deal with a six p.m. payout to keep my shard chat. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I can see where it says in conjunction with shardless PvP, player controlled payout begins to give you all opportunities to explore competition outside of your shards. I, uh, I yeah, I definitely will not be taking advantage of changing my payout time. Until I know the answer of this, so that's think of, uh, think of this, and I, or I suspect think of this that, as well. The if you have, go go ahead. Okay, just real quick for everybody listening to the show, the podcast. Uh, we are having some slight lagging issues, so some of the uh, overlapping talking. That's it's <laughs> it's tech issues. So go ahead. 
So me and Wink are interrupting each other more than normal. If it, it's, it just seems out of control today, that is why. But th- what I was going to say is think of it from the other side of non-Shard Chat users, right? How many people have complained about Shard Chats and being locked out in their payout because they're just they're not a part of it and they can't do anything in there? You know, those people specifically would love to be in a new shard because or for everyone in their payout to move to a different payout but those yep. people specifically would love a new shard so that's another point to the idea of a shard change that that makes me think that this might be pointing to that just a, an idea yeah that's totally fair i don't really disagree with that point but mm-hmm. uh I, I would still be surprised uh like i said the way i read it i think it's referring to the grand arena uh, just talking outside of your shards. It's talking like your shards. Like it's almost like it's a fixed type thing. I don't know. We will see. We will see. And we'll get clarification on this next week. If we do hear something, we'll make sure to post it in our Discord, discord.me slash shattered order. Make sure you check there. And, you know, if we hear any sort of updates about this, we'll make sure to let you guys know about that there. Just so you know. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the next What's thing. What's up next, Wink? Uh, new content, KOTOR Companions. <laughs> With the release of Jedi Knight Revan, we brought one of the most often requested characters into Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. The excitement in the community has been palpable for weeks, and watching many of you join forces to solve the reveal cipher was a truly special moment for the game team to watch. We're excited to continue a celebration of the 15th anniversary of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic with additional companions in the coming weeks. Keep an eye out for an upcoming announcement about which Old Republic era characters are coming to the hollow table next. So, uh, additional companions. Is this strictly talking about characters? The way it's worded, it sounds like they're talking about something and then talking about characters but it could just be characters i know there are for sure characters coming Uh, i don't know if there's anything more coming with that but i don't know what more old republic characters they could add because i am not familiar with the game but i would like to see more sith and i would like to see more jedi so cross your fingers what do you think miss so um one of the very first characters that you meet when you start the game Knights of the Old Republic is Carthonassi. Uh Carthonassi is the fellow um Republic soldier who basically wakes you up and leads you off the Endar spire and he is basically the one character that follows follows you through virtually the entire um game right uh and he is not in the game uh the way i read this knights of the old republic companions is because Mm -hmm. in the actual game all of those other characters aside from your playable character which is um revan uh Ah, spoilers kind of referred to as your companions so yes i know um, I know, spoiler alert, if you haven't played Knights of the Old Republic from 2004, I, yeah, <laughs> sorry, I guess. Some of the people watching this <laughs> stream probably weren't alive when this game came out. So. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Carthonassi is obviously not in the game. Uh, Juhani is actually a character, another character that is not in the game. And then when you go to Knights of the Republic 2, that's when you get into a whole other list of characters that are not in the game. Uh, and and this is going to be a whole lot of other characters that a lot of people will probably not recognize because Knights of the Old Republic 2, while being a blast, um, is was did not have quite the same level of impact uh on a lot of people so there are a lot of characters that you played through knights of the old republic 2 with uh and i don't know if they're necessarily going to bring any of those characters into the game because they haven't really brought many aside from the triumvirate so uh mm. i mean they did bring in visus mar but i don't know if they're going to bring uh any of the other characters from knights of the old republic 2 uh, but we do have Jolie Bindo, Basilashan, Zalbar, Mission, and T3. Uh, we just don't have Carthonassi. Uh, oh, and oh, of course, we also have HK47. HK47 obviously was mm. in the game from the get-go, uh, and I that was like my one clue when I joined the game, or when I started playing the game. Well, I was like, okay, there's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm going to see Revan in this game at some point. So, uh, obviously, nearly three years later, here he is. Of course, I didn't get him, but, you know, that's beside the point. He's in the game. That's what matters. Uh, so Yet. I Yes, yet. That is the key word. Still farming those old Republic. Man. Uh, mm. Carthonassi, I think, is probably the highest probability uh, to show up. Uh, in the near future, if 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 I was a betting man, I'd put my money on Carthonassi as the next older public character to come to the game. It's really nice cool. to have someone on the show that actually <laughs> has played that game. I'm actually That's playing true. through it again. Yeah. It's 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 in my 360 right over there. I I, I started playing it again. I started another playthrough. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we're like. Uh, we we were both like anytime they put out a new Kotor character, we're like, oh, well that kit looks fun. I don't know who that is, but uh, <laughs> the kit looks awesome. You know, so. Yeah. Yep. So whatever new characters they're coming out with, it's it's good to hear. Uh, even if they don't, it's good to know a few new. Right. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's kind of, but here's okay. So we haven't finished reading the road ahead yet, but. Mm-hmm. They're already talking about new KOTOR companions. So still kind of celebrating that 15-year anniversary for KOTOR. Mm-hmm. We had the 10-year anniversary of the Clone Wars, and the only celebration we know of is this terrible drop rate box <laughs> on mod battles. Uh, and no. that's it. Is anyone else just a little disappointed that we, as far as the road ahead goes, it looks like we're not getting much in the way of... Clone Wars. So I really hope because uh, I am sure that a lot of you out there follow um, on LT 101 and he tweeted out a screenshot of a post that Carrie made on the forums implying. And I use this word very loosely that General Grievous rework 
is not happening this quarter. I hope, I really hope that she is just lying through her teeth because not reworking Grievous during the 10-year anniversary of the Clone Wars, while other EA Star Wars titles are celebrating not just the Clone Wars, but General Grievous. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Battlefront 2. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. They are missing out on a huge opportunity to capitalize on a a wave, right? Adding helmets to the clones. Okay. There's like three, <laughs> three and a half Redditors that were like, got hard-ons for that one, right? Otherwise, a lot of players were just like, okay, that's cool. Thanks, I guess. Doesn't yeah. affect my gameplay at all, but it's cool, I guess. Whereas a General so, Grievous rework, <laughs> they already reworked him in Territory Wars. Why not just tweak the numbers a little and make that uh, what General Grievous does uh, normally? Yep. <laughs> Something. Yeah, no, yeah. I totally Something. agree. I I have to rant for one second because good night punk you let this jack out of the box I'm and for it. <laughs> now it's uh, now it's out there. The the these these bloody clone war celebration <laughs> drops. They're going to be at packs featuring General Kenobi, General Grievous and Jango Fett shards. No, no, no. No, no, no. Not shards. Shard. Shard. One. I got one Django shard. I am one out of 30 on Django. <laughs> I saved up. How much energy did I have? 1,700 energy? Because I saved up. I maxed out my energy. I did my 350 crystal refreshes, my 3100 crystal refreshes, and bought the 600 energy pack. And blew all of that. I got 600 shard shop currency from the shards I got. And... One Django shard. In all fairness, I did also get one Aura Sing shard. Eh, I mean, like, I generally do the 100 100 crystal refreshes on mod energy anyway, just because I like slicing mods. And so getting the extra shard shop currency is great. But they didn't lie about what the packs were going to include, but... I do feel like it was a little misleading. It made us kind of think, hey, you know. It I, was I, very I misleading. I saw a lot of. Let me. I have. There were okay, a lot, so if there you were a lot of see my on, phone. Hold on. There were a lot of posts on Reddit and the forums talking about how CG lied about it. They didn't lie. But it was misleading. I just. No, they uh, did not. That's what I'm. So let me read this and just make a few changes. How's that? In celebration of the 10th anniversary of Star Wars The Clone Wars, a limited time for a limited time, all mod battles stage 9 nodes may also award bonus shards for select characters featured in the animated series, including Coruscant Underworld Police, Jedi Knight Guardian, and uh Cad Bane. How's that? <laughs> I'd feel a little better. That that would have made me feel a little better. I would have known what to expect. Yeah. Because it does exactly. say select characters, wait, wait, including, meaning, yeah. here's a large chunk, and let me it's, name off three of the best ones you can get. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it it, it would be like, kinda, it's I, like, 
it's like the uh, lottery people saying, you know, hey, you know, go spend $2 and buy one of these tickets. And as a prize, you could win $5 million. You're not going to win the $5 million or $500 million or whatever it is. Like, it's just, eh, eh, <laughs> you're not lying, but, um, but least- I, I just, I don't. It just seems like an odd choice for a celebration reward. Like if it was actual, like if it was more Django shards, like if it was actual Django shards, I think people would be absolutely loading up on spending mod energy. But when it's a bunch of characters Mm -hmm. that so many people have at seven star or so many people don't care about, I kind of think it's more, it's, it's, it's either uh, just them doing it just to do it or, there's a hidden message behind it. And I do, that is my other conspiracy theory on this is that this is more of a hint towards you might want to prepare your Clone Wars characters for some event that might be coming because otherwise I don't know what the point was. I'm done. Hey, you know, what's funny is when you talked about the lottery, I was going to see, but in the lottery, you can win nothing. In this, you at least get a shard. And then I realized, oh, you don't get a box oh. on every sim, so yeah. you don't get a shard every time. You can walk away with nothing. Yeah. So, never mind. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Eh, it's whatever. I, I prefer I, I prefer I feel stuff like, I feel to like nothing. But the box, I feel like the box itself. I feel like the box itself is kind of like a veteran player like myself or a mega whale going out and saying, man, I didn't, I didn't go out and, and, and get this character to seven stars through the little special pack that they offered when we were marquee character. Let me go to the chromium packs and try and max (laughs) this character out. You're going to get thousands of shards that you don't need before you get the 330 shards of the one character you do need. So yeah, it, they're they're nice like you said for shard store currency and for some players who don't have a a lot of clone wars era characters i mean i've looked at the list it's like it's ridiculous let's see a lot of them there are one two three four five six rows of six shards so literally 36 different characters that you could get a shard for uh shard or five, I guess. I'm sure it's like a one in a million chance of getting a five shard drop. Yeah. Um, I guess for some players, you know, you're probably out there going, yay, I get mod slicing materials and I get shards for these characters that I don't have yeah. yet at seven stars. So for, I'd say, a large number of the player base, probably not the vast majority, because I think a, I think the community is probably fairly well split between long playing character players who have a large number of their roster at seven stars and then new players or new ish players who may have, uh, you know, a couple dozen characters at seven stars or maybe not even any characters at seven stars. So for those players, this is awesome. This is incredible because it's like free shards. You know, it's like, Hey, I was going to get slicing mats anyway. Now I get shards with them. Sweet. You know, uh, I don't get to control what those shard character shards are. It may be the Jedi Knight Guardian, who's pretty worthless, <laughs> or it could be <laughs> Rex, who is amazing. So, or General yeah. Kenobi, you know, 
Pro Kenobi is freaking awesome. And for those of players who haven't unlocked him yet, if you get just one shard, just one General Kenobi shard, which, I mean, if you're logging into the game, you're getting a bunch of General Kenobi shards, you're preventing yourself from getting stuck at that 144 out of 145 shards. Which happens to a lot of people. (laughs) But It happens to everybody who didn't get any bonus shards. So, well, or didn't place in the top. <laughs> was it 3? If you Yeah, I don't remember. So, but yeah, yeah it, it's, that's true. It, it's not bad. And it's it's better than nothing. Like I said, it does make those refresh refreshes worth a little bit more because yeah, I did definitely. I did I spent the normal energy that I would anyway and I got what 15 to 20 purple pieces of gear equivalent mm-hmm. worth of shard shop currency so i mean like i said it's better than nothing it's just it feels like it was a little over high mm-hmm. for what you ended up getting but whatever um let's go ahead and move on to the oh yeah definitely the next thing <laughs> uh new content from original trilogy to round out the year we're going to continue our exploration of the original trilogy universe while we've dipped into this era previously there are still so many iconic characters and ships that we want to bring to the game from this time period you can definitely count on some teases and puzzles from Crumb in the coming months. Stay tuned. So, this is exciting because, I mean, what? I mean, Jedi Luke and C3PO obviously stick out. Jedi Luke's X-Wing obviously sticks out. Um, I mean, there are, there are so many options they could go with from the original trilogy. This, I think, is so awesome. And the other thing I thought is um, if you don't have Hermit Yoda ready, I would be really shocked if he's not used for Jedi Luke. And if this is kind of hinting towards Jedi Luke, you might want to get that farming done. I have a feeling that this is not hitting towards Jedi Luke, but what... C-3PO. Yes! You and That's... me are on the same page because mm. all I've wanted is C-3PO and I really, I only want him if he takes Ewoks because I got all oh, my Ewoks, nice. gear 12, with Zetas, ready to go. Make that a thing so I have to do nothing oh. to get him and I will be ecstatic. Oh. All I'm saying. Oh, you're all killing saying. me. You're killing me. C-3PO. Oh. I don't, I think a new, I think a new journey, well, I was going to say I think a new journey character this quick, uh, wouldn't make sense but rjt was what three months after cls or something like that or was it a year well i mean between a year and three months. i think it was between oh, august to december <laughs> i think it was august to december they had cls bb8 and rjt that all came out so that second half of the year was loaded and it's kind of like what we're doing with right now we've already we had chewbacca yeah, okay. so Revan, it, it wasn't really the same quick. year then yeah so I mean a C three a C three nah, event CLS would... CLS reigned supreme in CLS reigned supreme in uh, arena by himself for like at least six months before I think RJT came out. I I think I CLS it was, was August. But... I think CLS was August, and then RJT was that December. So yeah, that's that's roughly six mm. months. Yeah. And then I think it was interesting. CLS, well, so the, August, then the timing could be, but I mean, Revan to December Jedi Luke would be two months, two or three months. I don't think that's going to happen. So I think that I think you're yeah. more likely now that we have Chewbacca in the game 
to see like a, a falcon or yes a um, oh yeah c3po like uh like miss was saying so i think those are yeah. more likely i don't know a ton of main characters from the ot that are missing there's some offshoots we talked about this in podcast chat again when this all came out but like uh for me, Dr. Evazan and Ponda Baba would be awesome. Uh, people talked about Jabba, uh, Big Fortuna, Salacious Crub. I, I, don't, I don't know how that would happen either, but I have to believe it might happen. I don't know. I mean, you could maybe, see I, maybe different. I mean, because we already have five Han Solos, so... What's another Lando Calrissian? You know, you could see uh, uh, Lando in his uh, cool little. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, the yeah. Uh, bounty hunter costume. Jabba's palace. Yeah, the bounty hunter yeah. costume. Uh, we yep. could see Leia in her bounty hunter costume. Uh, yeah. I don't think we'll see a carbonite Han. That's just I don't. I don't that think would a, be. I think that's a stretch. That would be a great. Uh, so bad. <laughs> Dude, he would be the best tank uh, ever. Look what they did with Hermit Yoda. He doesn't oh, actually he do anything. He has abilities that do things, <laughs> but he doesn't attack or anything. That could be like Carbonite Han. He's a tank, and you can't kill him. What if he's a tank that you can't kill? That like so, keeps getting taunt, but you have to kill the other four characters in order to win the battle, but he can never die? Like, it'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got distracted by the emojis in our live chat. That's oh yes, awesome. yeah. <laughs> um, and the other Beautiful. thing is, all right. So the <laughs> uh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say uh, what I I, I be, had nothing. I was just kind of just gonna keep going. I wouldn't be surprised. So we just had Chewbacca. We know he's gonna come back at some point. I wouldn't be a bit surprised to maybe see Chewbacca come back and then maybe like a Falcon event that requires him and Han Solo or maybe, like you said, the Ewok event that required mm -hmm. a C-3PO. Um, maybe maybe the bounty hunter ships that they're dropping, maybe those are needed f to maybe get Jedi's X or Jedi Luke's, or not Jedi Luke's, CLS's X-Wing or something along those lines. There are definitely a lot of options here, and um, you know, hopefully, we at least get to see a few of these play out. Yeah, I I had completely forgotten about ships, and uh, yeah, so I think I think Millennium Falcon is a fair bet. You know, I I, I mean, just being realistic, it's like the game is three years old, and we still don't have the original trilogy Millennium Falcon. We have mm -hmm. three there are two other, other Falcons. Yeah. Millennium Falcons. Or sorry, two other Millennium Falcons in the yep. game already. Where's the OT Millennium Falcon? Yep. Like, come on. 100%. Come on. And Chewbacca was the last so. missing piece for that. So, I mean. Yeah, definitely. So, so if an, an OT Falcon came to the game, who do you think would be the pilots? Because I know who I think would be appropriate pilots. I think they should go balls to the wall. I know who's make it. all been added to the game recently. I I would say uh, Han Solo, Chewbacca, Princess Leia, and Old Ben would be awesome. 
May, so maybe far boy Luke. See, so I was thinking the because uh, I think Mobile mentioned it on one of the streams that or videos he did with with Donald T one hundred one with where he made a comment about the uh, the typical or that uh, that um, sunshade that you can get for your car mm-hmm. that I've makes your car one. look like the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. So yeah, that that I'll has, be right back. Uh, Han Chewie, yeah. So he's gonna go get it. It's Han, Chewie, Old Ben, and Farm Boy Luke. Um, mm-hmm. I think that would be an awesome uh, set of pilots because then I, I think that would... One other reason I think that would be awesome is that gives a lot of players who invested in Farm Boy Luke for the CLS event the opportunity to actually use Farm Boy Luke somewhere else in the game as well. Uh, I think that would be a good way to potentially use that, you know, kind of make use in there. But, um, well, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, also with that, it would be a leg- legendary ship. So there aren't any other ships with four pilots. And right. that would give them a lot of leeway for uniques and crew mm-hmm. abilities and all kinds of things on that ship to, to really make it, make it do legendary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. so I think that makes perfect sense. I mean, like you said, there are no other ships that require four pilots. Uh, the closest we get are Cassian's Ewing, I believe, that requires, um, uh, I believe it requires Jin, Cassian, K2. And mm-hmm. then we have the Phoenix that requires Ezra. Is it Ezra or is it? No, it's not. It's not Ezra. Ezra and Sabine are the Phantom. It's Chopper, Kanan, and uh, Ch- Chopper, Sabine, and Ezra. Oh are my god! One ship. Phantom is Chopper, Sabine, and Ezra. Okay, yeah. so both of them do three because Kanan, oh, Zeb, and right. Hera are that's the other. Right. Kanan, Zeb, and Hera are the other three. Okay, my bad. That's how bad I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, you only have a few ships with three pilots. Um, otherwise, oh, and I guess Kylo's command shuttle, too. Kylo's command shuttle actually requires three. If I if I remember correctly, I might be talking out my butt. Yes. No, no, you're, you're good. Right. You got uh, Stormtrooper, Officer... Phasma, and Kylo. Oh, that's right. Phasma. Okay. Officer. Yeah. Yep. Indeed. Um, all right. Uh, we will move on to okay, this so... third anv- anniversary of Swaga. Part. All right. And last but certainly not least, a special note from CG Carey. Quote, three years ago, we started on an amazing journey that, thanks to you, continues to this day. We are so incredibly grateful to all of you for continuing to be members of the Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes community. We've always thought of you guys like a massive, massively multiplier online community and want to honor the investment you've continued to make in our game and team. We have some gifts and events planned for everyone to celebrate with us. We will share more details closer to the start of the event. I look forward to the next three years as the stories we have to tell continue to unfold. But more importantly, please know that the things you all do with the game continue to astound and impress us. We hope you've enjoyed the sneak peek into Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. You know what astound and, and impress me? What?
If we're doing episode 236, <laughs> my math was terrible on that. 246. An episode 246. three years from now, yeah. I would be amazed and astounded because that would be a well, pretty big. Well, I mean, I guess there's plenty of mobile games out there that have lasted that long, but that is a. It's just hard to believe three years from now, say, still playing the same game. Like, it was hard for me to believe when we first started this podcast that we'd be doing it two and a half years later as well. So it's, 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 that's just weird to me to think, okay, three years from now, what is this game going to be? You know, maybe that should be next week. Let's just wild speculation on what this thing would look like <laughs> three years from now. Yeah. I, I think, I think that we might be able to run out of characters at that point. <laughs> oh God! Yes, I they're going to they start would... morphing like Pokemon. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> they're like, I've combined oh, my geez. Lobot and my Lando. Oh God! No, no. All right. <laughs> now, now we're just getting ridiculous. <laughs> just getting ridiculous. Uh, no, I was. So I, I started laughing while you were reading this because of, you know, uh, a a big um whatever they've got planned gifts and events planned so they've got gifts and yep. events planned so what what I when you said that I I laughed because I was like they're going to bring every event that they've ever run in the game back for what like 2 days and I was like in my head I'm thinking like oh my god they're going to bring back a revenant event and so many people who got Revan the first time are going to be so mad. <laughs> and everyone that didn't is going to be like, oh my 80 God. Shards, 80 Panic shards barb. off of finishing it. Like, <laughs> you're like, you didn't give yeah. me enough time. Oh, How I know. How can you bring it back this quickly? Oh, I don't man. have them finished. Yeah. It'll be so funny, yo. Yeah. Oh, oh, actually, man. what they're going to do is bring back more boxes. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh boxes oh the memes i still want to have <laughs> memes everywhere uh all you know right what? so For is one time only there's going to, to be a tournament on the day of the uh one day tournament they're going to bring tournaments back for one day on the third anniversary no <laughs> that no. that would be amazing <laughs> no so um, that would be a couple of things that. that I noticed. Uh, the road ahead, it didn't, like we said, nothing about General Grievous. Also, the clones. I mean, I was really expecting the road ahead would have something about a clone rework and nothing. Uh, I mean, it's still possible that they're like zoomed out from that, taking a broader view in this. But I kind of figured they might give people a reason to start working on those. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. Is there anything else that really stuck out to you guys about the road ahead before we move on to the poll? Mm, not really. It, it just, I mean, for being six weeks late was a little disappointing, a little underwhelming, but I mean... It didn't really tell us anything that we weren't already speculating aside from the KOTOR. Grand I arena. wasn't really expecting... Yeah, yeah well, I, the Grand Arena, you had to know something else was coming because it's been over a year since they introduced 
a new game mode. So, or did Territory Wars come out after Territory Battles? Yes. Okay, so then it maybe hasn't been but, quite a year, but still, it's it's been a while yeah. since a new game mode has been introduced. Uh, I mean, and the last the... mode was PvE, so it was safe to assume that the next one would be a PvP thing, because the last thing was, well, I guess besides was mods, Sith raid. with the Sith Raid. So, yeah. TB, T-Dub, Sith Raid, now we got another PvP thing. So, yeah. hopefully we get some PvE on the next one. Yeah. I would like to see some more PvE. Something about territory battles. I love territory battles. So if they were to introduce yeah, another, if they were to even even if it was another territory battles map, I wouldn't mind because mm-hmm. because I I know that's that's probably your reaction to territory <laughs> battles. <laughs> about the same as mine to territory wars. Exactly. So bring yeah. in one on one territory wars. Mm, eh. Indeed. You know, but what can you do? All right. Yeah. So we Can sent out the uh, we sent out the poll. We want to <laughs> go ahead and discuss that. Sure, let's absolutely. do it. Since everyone loves a good poll, let's dance through the results and see what you thought this week. <laughs> All right. All right. If you don't know, this week in the United States was the midterm election. So I decided, well, actually, I didn't decide. I decided <laughs> on Wink's ideas that uh, we would we would do the poll in terms, in kind of a theme of midterm elections, as well as uh, we have a segment after this kind of bringing that theme to Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. So you'll see what that means after the poll. But uh, let's get right into the poll. Um, kind of asked it as a uh, as if you were a voter talking about Swaga. So the first question here I had was best marquee candidates, candidate or candidates of 2018. All right, so um, I didn't expect this person to win, but I don't. I can see why they did. So the person out of all the marquees for 2018, the one with the most votes. Out of 173 votes, the person with the most votes was Infus Nest yeah. with 94. Yes, yeah. 54% of the vote. So 50% of people voted said Nest was the best marquee of 2018. And you know, Gosh, that makes me feel... That, hey, that makes me feel pretty good because the only marquee I've ever bought in this game was Nest. So I guess I made a good choice. Yeah, no, I... I... I've, so I personally voted for Infus Nest. Yes, but that, giving away my vote here. Uh, I voted for <laughs> Infus Nest, and the reason that I think that a lot of people did vote for Infus Nest was because she was one of, if not the only, marquee character that out of the gate had arena viability. That's true. Uh, she, you could literally take her three stars, gear 11, which I did, run her in an arena squad with success. So I think that is one of the big factors that played into Enfys Nest being such uh, being the winner there. I mean, that, that's just my yeah. take on it. Yeah, I totally no, agree makes with sense. you. Uh, my vote would have been Basila Sean because she obviously brought Jedi back into the meta to some degree, and you know, another good just, choice. Yeah, she's just fantastic. I, I'm disappointed in this though. How does Rose have three times as many votes as Holdo? The hell, people! 
God, disappointing. Sympathy me. votes. No, no, no. Those are those the sympathy votes. Those are the yes, sympathy votes. They have to be sympathy <laughs> votes because young Han Solo, who can help you solo the heroic AAT, only had two votes to her mm-hmm. three. So I think since you could pick more than one on here, people picked the ones they li- they really agreed with, and three if people also chose Rose. You could pick more than one. <laughs> you could. The, you could more that's than the, one. That's the American in me. I only picked one candidate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pretend it's a. There were some spots you could pick more than one. I mean, but think that's of it this way as well. I before I fact check myself i had left in something that said option three and the first person that voted on the poll picked option three as well so there was also one vote for option three which isn't even a person so there's that as well <laughs> okay that's but the fair. second place person was darth scion with mm-hmm. 81 votes 46 percent. yeah well she actually ended up fourth because third place was with 40 percent of the vote and 70 votes was bosk so then fourth became Bastille yeah. Sean with 65 votes or 37%. So and Bosk was another really good marquee that we got. Those yeah, four sure. stood above everyone else by a long shot. Uh, the next closest oh, yeah, was 26 votes for Django and First Order Executioner. Kind of interesting that First Order Executioner <laughs> was a, above so many other like known characters. But yeah, he's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, that was one of those, like I said from the start, that was one of those kits that was three abilities, super mm-hmm. simple to read, but still super effective. So, yep. oh, yeah, I'm not surprised by that. It's, he's, he's a he's really, he's really good. Yeah, exactly. He's a, he's a fun one. So, that just to recap for those asking in chat, the top five were in order Nest, Darth Sion, Bosk, Bastilashan, and then you had Django and First Order Officer. Or sorry, first order executioner. executioner tied for fifth. Indeed. Um, yeah. Question two: The legendary slash journey candidate that you most believe in, aka, what is your favorite from 2018 so far? There were two options: original Chewbacca and Jedi Knight Revan. And I don't want to say Jedi Knight Revan ran away with it, but. Um, he ran away with it. It was 106 votes for him, 61% of people, and 38.7% of people, 67 votes for the original Chewbacca. So let me say this about the poll. It's fun for me after I put it out. I leave the poll up on my screen in my office, and throughout the day I'll walk in here and check on the poll as the responses come in. And for the first... 50 to 60 votes in this whole poll. Chewbacca was at 60% and Revan was at 40%. Oh, wow. So over the end of the poll, that uh, that pie switched the other way to where Revan won it. But for the most part, throughout the whole thing, Chewbacca was winning it. So I thought that was... It's interesting to see how things move along as things go. Because Ness wasn't always in first for best marquee candidate either but Darth Sion was running away with that for a long time as well so yeah very interesting all right question three this one's pretty interesting which ride brings the most sense of pride when you see your candidate riding in it aka which marquee ship is best from 2018 so far possible options Lando's Millennium Falcon Sith Fighter Houndstooth Xanadu Blood IG-2000 the B-28 Ex- extinction class bomber 
and the ETA-2 Starfighter. This was a complete and total landslide, 81.5%, a.k.a. 141 out of the 173 votes voted for Houndstooth. That is crazy. What'd y'all think? Is okay. that who you voted okay. for? Uh, yes. Uh, and, and I want you to tell me, I want you to tell me, how many people are eating crayons right now because they voted for the Sith fighter? <laughs> because really, really, I want to know, did, did the Sith fighter even get a single vote? It got two. <laughs> oh my God. Two people out there voted for literally the worst. Oh my god! Okay, so the Jedi Knights guard uh, the Jedi Jedi Consular Starfighter is better than this Sith fighter. There, <laughs> there were two ships that didn't even get a vote. Two ships didn't even get a vote. Sith fighter got two. Wait, B twenty eight didn't get a vote. Oh no, there was one ship that didn't get I, a vote. Ig because one got zero votes. Uh, let's see. The B twenty eight, it did get one vote. Um, okay. Yeah. The, so three three people out oh, there eating grands. Le, uh, or or Land- they just didn't read the poll right and click the wrong button. <laughs> that's totally possible. They could have. They could have thought it was opposite day or something. Um, Lando's Millennium Falcon got ten votes. And- the question was required, so someone could have just clicked on something to go to the next one. <laughs> that's that's true. Um, oh, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Jedi Knight Anakin Starfighter had 9.2% with 16 votes. That w- that was my vote. Um, I I like the heck out of that ship. But uh, anything else about that question? It, it was a, it was a good ship. I had a lot of fun with it, playing around with it. Yeah, it's awesome. Nah, I wasn't surprised at all. I was actually more surprised that anybody voted for the Sith fighter than that the. Houndstooth one. <laughs> I was kind of actually surprised that Lando's Millennium Falcon didn't get more. And I think that might be because a lot of people aren't using it yet. That's mm-hmm. true. But I think once people get that farmed up, it's, a good it's going to end up being used a lot more because that is a really good uh, um, reinforcement ship. The problem so, is yeah. that you need to gear Lando and L3. It hits, it hits pretty hard. I think having the mm-hmm. two pilots makes it tough. Yeah, that's right. that's where I think it loses a lot of players. Yep. Uh, let's move on to... Question four. Which candidate is most noticeably missing from your ballot in 2018? And the possible options are Jedi Luke, Darth Revan, Order 66 Darth Vader, Padme Amidala, C-3PO, or none of these. And this is a pretty nicely divided up little pie chart. Um, 62 votes, 36%, the largest section going to, of course, Jedi Luke. Uh, Darth Revan had 25 votes, 14.5%. Order 66 Vader, uh, 10%, 17 votes. Padme, 25 votes, 15%. C-3PO was 29 votes, 17%. And none of these actually got 9% of the votes with 15. Hmm. What'd y'all think? Yep. 
I actually voted for Darth Revan. Ah, so that, okay. was, that was me. That was me. Then uh, the 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 Kotor, the Kotor in me. Um, I uh, yeah, I was I was I was like, man, that Jedi Knight Revan, get stinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was i was a little i was a little disappointed i was like come on yeah you can't give me jedi knight revan without darth revan i thought the opposite side yeah i have been wanting order 66 anakin slash vader like that is i want that freaking character i think it would be awesome and <laughs> that's the one i was really hoping for i mean obviously jedi luke that's an obvious one as i'm a jedi fan but so I just kind of excluded him, but I really want Order sixty six Anakin really bad. You know, you know when they if they bring an Order sixty six Anakin into the game, they'll rework General Kenobi and give him a new ability called the High Ground. <laughs> and <laughs> if 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 uh, General Kenobi is on the opposing team, and you have. Um, uh, Order sixty six Anakin, he'll immediately turn into Darth Vader. So. I I I thought <laughs> it'll be um, very similar to Mace's uh, territory war rework. Yeah, I thought Django. I actually thought like, you were going to well, say that. There. I thought you were going to say that when Order sixty six Anakin attacks General Kenobi, he loses half health. That would make sense. Oh, that <laughs> that would be a little more appropriate for in-game <laughs> mechanics yes that would be it would be hilarious so like and if they went for like if they added like a little sound effect like when he when you like clicked on the button it would like pause the game for just a second before he actually <laughs> took his turn against general kenobi and general kenobi would go don't do it anakin <laughs> <laughs> just play a silly sound clip or something you know add just like little easter eggs to the game i wish they would do little things like that it would be so funny that would be pretty awesome but... i totally agree have you ever played uh overwatch no i haven't i so the only reason i say that is because in overwatch depending on what characters the other team chooses mm -hmm. there's all these little storylines between the characters like lore wise mm -hmm. so if you run into another character from the other team during the match there's there's a you know voiceovers that play in your ear of your character talking to certain types of other characters and back and forth just uh -huh. like that it's pretty awesome that is cool that is really cool oh man i gotta might have to go and watch some youtube <laughs> <laughs> there there's a lot of them and they're pretty cool all right uh let's go to what's the question next question number five vote on the recent rework propositions which do you most support follow through on clones separatists including general grievous droids including general grievous or jedi and this one was split up uh Let's see, Jedi and Droids each had 42 votes with almost 25% of the votes. And then you had the Separatists at 34% of the votes, 58 total. And Clones, they had 18% with 31 votes. Nice. What? Okay, can I get just ask you two, maybe you know, why do people want separatists to be reworked so i can I tell you know. um number one uh 
you've got General Grievous as a big part of the Separatists. Number two, uh, Count Dooku. I think Count Dooku and Grievous are the two biggest reasons that people want Separatists reworked. Um, as well as Geonosians. I would like to see, I would like to see Newt Gunray um, fixed a little bit, and the Geonosians. Um, their ships are great, and Sunfac used to be one of the best tanks in the game. Tanks. I still, Absolutely. I still use Sunfac every once in a while in Territory Wars Hell because yeah. so many people forget about the fact that he dispels with his basic. Yep, Counters. and he when you, when you so when he's taunting. Anybody who attack, yeah, and he counters. So anytime he gets attacked, he's great against a Bastila team uh, because they're constantly getting buffs. And well, if Sunfac is taunting, he dispels on his basic, so he strips those buffs off of the enemy team yep. constantly. So he is a really good tank. He just he needs just a l- little something to like give him maybe higher tenacity so that he kind of has that more Thrawn-esque type of, you know, once Thrawn, because, you know, it, uh, with Thrawn, if he, if he, if an enemy is fractured, Thrawn has like a hundred percent counter chance and like a hundred percent tenacity. If they were to give Sun back uh, a similar type of mechanic, like when he's taunting, he has increased defense and increased tenacity, kind of the same way his ship has increased defense whenever he taunts. Um, that would be really interesting to be able to, you know, give him an opportunity where you can stun him before he taunts. And he's a really slow tank. So you could have that ability Ooh. to maybe, you know, take him out of the out of the battle by inflicting buff immunity or stun on him and early in the game before he taunts. But after he taunts, he turns into a formidable tank where he has that plus 100 percent tenacity or plus 200 percent tenacity or whatever it is to prevent him from being stunned or dazed or whatever, so that he is doing that counterattack, so he gets to make use of that ability. Uh, Sun Fac, I mean, like those little tiny tweaks. You don't have to do a full-fledged rework. Just add just a little bit to him to yep. make him good again. Uh, mm-hmm. Count Dooku's damage is pathetic. Oh my god, yes, he's so pathetic. His basic bad. does like 3,000 damage, non-crit. Um, you're lucky if you're doing over 10,000 damage with a gear 12 Dooku on his counter attack. Um, it's he's his damage he is can laughable. Double tap, though. Um, the only thing that makes him useful in any way, shape or form is the fact that he can stun. Yes, he can double tap. Uh, so you might have the chance of doing 20,000 damage with his basic on a counter attack. But when you think about it, it's like, okay, well, Han Solo does that with just one hit from his counter so i i mean he you know count dooku he there's a lot of potential with the separatist faction it's just it's just not quite there and it's not quite good enough to be i mean arguably the faction that overthrew the galactic republic and was the vehicle for the transition to the first galactic empire so you have this faction that has such huge meaning in the Star Wars universe, but in the Gal- in Galaxy Heroes kind of sucks. So for me, that's why I really want a separatist faction rework. But that's a faction that I've been asking for a rework for like a year. So I agree. I like but, uh, the Geonosians. This is the only reason that... There's so <laughs> many characters that need a rework at this point. Mm-hmm. The, the idea of touching Dooku again... 
after he's already been reworked bugs me because His that first dude a, was so i mean it was he, uh, hey it was barely it was bad so were mace's two reworks you know <laughs> oh, but I like know. at that point if oh, you can't I get know. it right the first time they should be at the bottom of the list in my opinion but then but then the other part to that that i do understand is that more people have dooku geared than say if you did a jedi rework and suddenly kit fisto and plo Koon and these guys were suddenly good you know now plo is good because his ship rocks yes his ship is awesome so i actually have plo Koon at gear 11 he's actually a pretty easy gear but i get what you mean like there if you were to do a jedi faction rework there's so many jedi that i don't think they make some of those jedi really really good yeah, I don't think they would. I could see them reworking. So I don't think there's so much on faction reworks anymore as doing individual reworks. I think the bounty hunters were going to be the last real faction that got reworked. And I think that was because they came out with all those new characters and they could rework, you know, one character here, one character there. Um, yeah instead of doing a full faction, I think if they were to do a full faction rework for separatists, I don't, I think Sunfac might get a rework, but you would be far more likely to see just Dooku and Grievous get a rework because they are kind of the dynamic duo who led the separatists during the clone wars. Um, I I think think if you, that would be, I say, I think if you rework any of the Geonosians, it needs to be Poggle because he is <laughs> literally worthless. Um, the, I had an arena <laughs> team I used to use him in for the offense up, and he was great for that. But mm-hmm. other than that, I have never found a use for that character in this entire game. He is awful. Like, make mm-hmm. him do Yeah, anything. but he doesn't have a ship, so meh. <laughs> uh, yeah, see... that. <laughs> That could be another ship. Okay. It could be another so, Geonosis. It's whatever. Uh, I voted for. <laughs> I wrote it. Voted for a droid rework. That's what I really want. But let me just say this: I wouldn't be. I think that there's a way that they could do a separatist rework that would still work. Rework the droids as well, mm-hmm. um, because there's B twos in the separatists. B two yep. is an awesome character. That's just kind of he's amazing. He, he needs a little bit more to keep him to make him viable again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was always he was viable since the moment he became an Erodium character. Oh my god, uh, yes, he was just all over the place in in any team really. Oh, he was. You got him if you work rework him. IG one hundred and Grievous. If Grievous is if Grievous got a leader ability that worked kind of like say Revens, where it worked for both droids and separatists, I think you could kind of rework in a way both the droids and uh droid and separatist teams at the same time. Because you got enough separatists that are droids that it would work like the like Bastila and Jolie under Revan, where they get double bonus and then you could throw other droids in there with them to get maybe half the bonus like you kind of do with jedi with revan now i i would be okay with that if as long as a grievous had droid synergy if grievous gets reworked and all it is 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 separatist i i'm going to be disappointed because oh yeah so i 
really needs to be droid. Centric. So I, I, I think if they did a General Grievous rework, it wouldn't... If they included him with a Separatist rework, they would be completely out of touch with not just Star Wars lore, but the player base as a whole if they skipped his droid synergy. Um, mm-hmm. He surrounded himself with IG-100 Magna Guards. Uh, so if he doesn't have a Magna Guard synergy, that would be kind of a, a, a missed opportunity. Um, they, they, He would have to get a rework and not just get synergy with whatever faction he is reworked under or with or in conjunction with. So if they rework him with droids and they didn't add some more separatist synergy to him, obviously I feel I would feel the same way. So I think that with this, I mean, really the big thing is everybody wants to general grievous rework. The point is he sucks. Dooku is usable. He's passable. He, he can be used. I use him in my territory wars. He's just his you use him for the shock you use him for the stun you use him for the ability block you don't use him for his damage output because it sucks um but grievous you can't really use for anything and so that's i think why a lot of people want to see grievous reworked because not only was he one of the original originally most difficult farms in the game uh, oh, yeah. The conversion rate, I think, to was like a 30 to 1 for for Grievous Shards. Like, you had to exchange 30 shards for uh, one Grievous Shard or 30 sh- character shards for one bundle of Grievous Shards. Whatever it was, it was the conversion ratio was god-awful. Uh, Whack. So yeah. To for, use a old term. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, Whack. So... I would be okay if they didn't do another Dooku rework. Honestly, he doesn't need a rework. He just needs a damage boost. That's all he needs. He doesn't need a rework at all. His kit is fine. He just needs Mm -hmm. more damage. Stats. That's all he needs. So literally, if if they just kind of like did an under the hood buff for Dooku and reworked Grievous, I'd be happy. (laughs) Yeah. Of course, I'd like to see Sunfact rework. All right, let's move on to question six. Um, this is going to be the longest uh, podcast ever. I have a feeling. Uh, what is the biggest issue you hope for your hope your candidate addresses? This one's really ironic because ask and you shall receive. Uh, the options were road ahead and communication, server instability, game affordability, and other. 118 people, 68% of people put road ahead in communication. If you if you haven't been listening, we covered the road ahead. Uh, the game affordability came in at 22% with 38 votes. The server instability had 7 votes at 4%. And then there were 10 people that wrote some stuff in below. And we're going to go over a few of those here in a second. Do you all have any other takeaways from this one? Mm, not really as a free to play it's pretty affordable for me (laughs) i i only put that in there just to see how many would choose it and i'm not surprised at the amount that did now and i and i'm willing to bet that those people that pressed it are a mixture of free to play and people that pay 
Right. Because I think that even the people that pay would be happier to spend less. Oh, I mean, yeah. Who wouldn't like to have a $50 yeah, so. marquee instead of a $350 marquee, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, exactly. So yeah, that's very true. I just put it in there to see. Well, actually, i trying to figure out issues without having everyone just write in everything. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. That was one of the... And server instability, that's just kind of something that's happened in the last three weeks because holy crap man i did i laid in bed after i got off work the other day and tried to do my alts uh spin my alts energy so it didn't max while i slept and the game literally would not let me in for an hour so i finally just went all right well i'm not losing any more sleep over this so that one just kind of bugged me but um that sucks so some of these write-ins have been interesting. A lot of yes. them are trolling us. Uh, I, I let's love see. the first one. The question was, what 2018 feedback or issues... Yeah, yeah, I'll bet you. Bet you do. What 2018 feedback or issues do you hope are addressed following the midterm elections? The first one in there is the <laughs> battle for last in the NFC North. Not funny. Um, not funny at all. <laughs> all of those dogging on my lions and my Packers. Come on, you. what the hell? It's, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Both of our teams okay. battling I'm, for the bottom. I'm, I'm, I'm a 49ers fan, so my season is oh, okay. beautiful. Yep. I oh, can God. imagine. That's not good. At least you didn't. At least you didn't sign Des Bryant. To have that's him no tear an Achilles before his first game. Yeah, that's rough. No, Jarek McKinnon just tore his ACL before his first game. That's true. Uh, him, and then oh, you got, you know. And then Mostert Garoppolo snapping his arm in half. Just brutal. Uh, oh. Yes, oh my God. We <laughs> yeah. just can't. going to relive can't, that right now. Can't catch a break. Okay, enough football. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. Let's go something a well, little more interesting. Back to answers. Uh, new levels for Cantina. Uh, that would be great. Uh, let's see. Communication, mm-hmm. more game modes. Um, the FU platoon requirements and territory battles. The p- uh, we please uh, please do something even if you just uh, let it made it a, like a month and a half before they dropped in there cut the amount of time where they're f- not free to play and they're in platoons down by half and i'll still feel a little better or the fact that like jedi revan the day after his event was in platoons was just what or the b2 extinction class bomber being in there what the if- day of its marquee like that was just so rough. What if they only made new ships be mm-hmm. allowed to come into yeah. like two of the little platoon territories in each section, or if they only would show up at like phase five and six or something like that? Don't I mean it's just like it shouldn't be on every bloody plateau. Any of that would be better than right now. Yes, it literally anything would be, but it's yeah. When you can't even get one. When you can't even fill one of the six platoons it's, because of marquee ships, that's when you know it's just it's getting out of hand. Yep. Feels now, bad, man. Yeah. Yeah. Feels bad. Feels yep. bad. Man. Uh ships raid. Um Oh, to whoever put this. Go, you, I'm not even gonna say it because this is a PG show, <laughs> but they put the fake news regarding Aaron Rodgers being a good quarterback. 
you know what I'm thinking. Get the hell out of here. This is nonsense. <laughs> um, oh, I, I, I'm, you got, I'm you got MAGA ready to move on to make the next Anakin topic. great again. You got that one? Ugh, disgusting. Whatever. All right, let's move on to the next yeah, topic. I'm, I'm over it. Write-ins right. are always hard because I, I, some of the write-ins are just great. In, uh, <laughs> I love reading these. Keep it up, everyone. Okay, we're moving on to the Shattered Order podcast midterm candidates. All right, <laughs> this we've got a list of things. All right, I got this. We're, I got this. We're gonna so run the next this quick. The, so carry on. <laughs> All right. So the next, the next, we're kind of gonna move into something, and I did not discuss this with my my two co-hosts here before I said this. So uh, actually I did tell uh, Mist. I didn't tell Wink. I didn't get the time to. <laughs> so basically what's going to go on here is we are going to <coughs> tell you our candidates for each of these positions. And next week's poll, you are going to vote in your, your, uh, your candidates. And we're going to select the government for Swaga here. So Ooh. what we got here is a list of American positions in government, and we've listed characters we thought fit into those spots. And then on the poll next week, I'm going to put them in as the options, and you guys are going to vote in these positions. And I think it'll be pretty cool to just to see who the president is, for example. So let's go right into that. Swaga presidency, also listed as the best leader ability in the game. So what... Wink, what do you have for the best leader ability? And then we'll go into Mist, and then I'll tell you mine. All right. For me, it is Boba Fett. Uh, he's It's amazing everywhere. It's the best damage output leader ability that there is, and you can use it to get Chewbacca. Mist? Um, so assuming it is of all time, we have three years of game data to go back through and I think you can check the Arena Meta Reports and see Rex as probably one of the long-standing majority holder of all leads in the game. So I think uh, my vote would have to go for Rex. He's been able to survive countless metas in arenas and is just such a good clone. No such thing I as agree. a good clone. My my candidate for the presidency is also Rex. I think that his if you look if you take into <laughs> hey, consideration all Rex removed his chin. all areas of the game, if you are like if you're let's say you're zerging Treya and you're like you got a mishmash of players to put together a team, if you throw them under a Rex lead, the odds are it's going to work out well for you. And that's one of the things. In any event, if you need to throw a leader ability out there, Rex is one of the best in the game. I did say special considerations for Boba, which was your pick, Wink, and also a character that I used for the first year, probably, in the arena when I didn't mm -hmm. really play arena. Phasma's yeah. leader ability has always been great as well. You can always use that with anyone, and it does well. So yep. those are... I, it's I not anymore, my, though. My candidate for presidency is is Rex. Yep. Not anymore. No. But if we're but it, going all time or it's, an, it's just, an oldie but a goodie. 
Yes, Indeed. there you go. <laughs> All right, so Swaga Vice Presidency. Best assist ability in the game. These are the guys right next to the president assisting him with everything. So I want to know what you guys think the best assist ability in the game is. Wink, you go ahead and then Mist, and then I'll close it out. All right, for me, it is Chewbacca because it's awesome. Mist? Uh, so my vote was actually for Jedi Knight Revan. Uh, the ability that Ooh. he gives with his leader ability, uh, that new ability to call a specific Jedi to attack and then assist with them is super awesome. I, th- I think that's a really interesting uh, assist mechanic, and uh, it's it's also very powerful. So True. I couldn't choose between the two that I did. I listed one and a second one, but I'll go with the first one. My first one is Bastila. I think hers is really, really good with the all the buffs she gives on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, speed, offense, uh, crit avoidance, not crit avoidance, crit chance up, and then there's one other one. She gives a lot of good stuff mm-hmm. uh, with her ability. That is one, and one... If we want to look back at the old meta, Big's counter or Big's assist one shot characters in the arena all the oh, time back oh, in the day. Did. That it three did. person shot was mm. always amazing. So Oof. I forgot you know, about Big's. I forgot about oh, Big's. Hmm. That Big's one is nasty. And then the fact that he gains, he can gain turn meter every or 100% turn meter if he got hit. Mm-hmm. And that. With the low cooldown on that assist ability, he, he could use it every other turn all the time. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. So, <laughs> yeah, that was good. All right, next category: Secretary of the Treasury, best scoundrel in the game. Secretary of the Treasury. What do you got, Wink? Uh, it's Chewy again because yeah, he's awesome. Miss. <laughs> I went with Enfys Nest. Um, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Enfys Nest. Um, her ability to counter um, and un- basically unless she gets stunned, and even when she gets stunned, she's just stacking up the protection. Um, she's really hard to kill, and I have seen Enfys Nest go ham flying solo. So I th- I think Enfys Nest <laughs> is just she's a beast so she's she's my best she's, she's my vote for best scoundrel in the game and who else can take 30 straight shots from trey in the heroic sith raid mm-hmm. you know <laughs> <laughs> mine was also chewbacca i just he's just too fun too good uh fits in everything he just does everything everything uh, everything <laughs> all right house majority who is the house majority? Okay, you got something else. Go ahead. Oh, I was I was just gonna say, uh, in regarding Nest, uh Elon from our guild actually recorded a video that was pretty awesome in which he used Kira lead with Nest and Hermit Yoda, just those three, and autoed a Revan team because of the recovering protection and the stacking oh offense. Nest hits for like 160k at the end. It is awesome. 
I oh I, my god, that's so yeah. that's so amazing. Oh, I, I will have to ask Elon if we can share that on our YouTube or link to it or something, and that way you guys can check it out because mm. uh, it is it is pretty sweet. Yes, yeah. All right. Oh, that's awesome. All right, so uh, there you go. the House Majority Best Faction in the game for me, my vote goes to the Rebels. Miss. I went with Sith. I absolutely love um, the Triumvirate. Uh, even before Treya and Sion were brought to the game, Nihilus was one of the best plug-and-play characters in the game. Uh, Emperor Palpatine is so freaking amazing. Um, there have just been so many really, really good standalone Sith characters added to the game. And now that you've got an entire Sith arena meta team with uh trail lead the tri basically the trail lead triumvirate with palpatine and sith trooper uh you can literally just run straight sith in arena and you don't have to sub anybody else in uh for me it's sith <laughs> i my uh skype cut out Sith on what you said, so I heard it for me. It's and then you just started smiling, and I'm like, Sith. What? Wait. Sorry, <laughs> oh, God, mine was go. uh, <laughs> I was waiting for it, I was waiting for the beat to drop. The uh, the Rebels was mine, and I think I like your points for the Sith. For me, it's Rebels simply by numbers, there's just mm. so many of them, and there there's are. so many good ones. It's hard to you could build. Three or more teams oh. out, good teams out of rebels, Easy. and it's just, yeah. So that's that's my vote. I mean, Next you got up, the Rogue One by themselves. <laughs> yeah, you got Rogue One. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, bunch of them. Even the uh, Rogue One Phoenix is another one that yeah. are all rebels. Jeez. You know, and then you got all the other rebels. So the scoundrels um, by numbers. <laughs> the scoundrels are good too. They're getting Attorney, better. They are definitely. They well, they've been. Keep adding those numbers, man. Mm -hmm. Attorney General, best attacker in the game. And if you're wondering why I put Attorney General as best attacker, Attorney General's in charge of law enforcement and those types of things. So, you know, go on the attack. Anyways, <laughs> like what do you got, Wink? Uh, for me, the best attacker in the game is Han Solo. And uh, yeah, because <laughs> dude, that, that dude can clean some house. He is so good. Missed? I agree with you. Rancor Han Solo. Especially with the Zeta, he is a monster. Yes, he is. I myself chose Chewbacca again, only because of Chewbacca, the fact that Chewbacca can be put in pretty much anything as an attacker and be really good that is definitely with that true. team. So I went overall utility as an attacker there as opposed to damage, but I definitely see the... Uh, on Solo's argument. So next up, we have the Surgeon General or the best healer in the game. So what do you guys got? Uh, for me, it is Hermit Yoda, and I don't think it's even close. Missed? It's not a healer. Oh, when you heal, when <laughs> you straight, I beg to actually sorting. When you, I don't care. When you heal on basic, damn it, you're a healer. That's my thoughts. 
I I didn't vote for Hermit Yoda for the sole purpose of the fact that he doesn't have the healer tag in game. Uh, so I actually went by the actual tag. So I sorted my roster by using the healer filter. And unfortunately, Hermit Yoda doesn't pop up. So my vote went with Barris Offie. I went with Who myself. also heals with her basic? Dang. Touche. <laughs> and the only reason I did not go with Barris is because I feel like old Daka offers more than old Daka or than than Barris as a healer because A, yes, she heals. She also can revive. It's a lot less chance if they're not nice sisters, but she can still revive. Mm-hmm. And then she is not a wet noodle on her uh, basic ability. And that basic ability can also stun up to two people. So Ooh. to me, I say old Daka as yeah. as a actual listed healer <laughs> is the best healer. So yeah, so I uh, as, I had to I had to go with Barris with the Zeta being able to get that heal from getting critically hit and being able to heal fair. through healing immunity. That was another thing for me. So there were factors in there. No, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, if we go strictly labeled healers, I would go with Jolie just because there are so many freaking Jedi in the game and he is awesome. <laughs> he is good. He is really awesome. All right. Next up, right. we have the secretary uh, of state, the best support in the game. All right. So best support in the game. My vote goes to one bb8 because uh look at everywhere he's used he's used he's amazing in every single raid he is ridiculously good in multiple team comps and of course the rjt teams are they're good in arena like where's bb8 not good he's amazing miss i went with the best character Hands down, in the game, overall, if you were to go best overall character, Grandmaster Thrawn, or Grand Admiral Thrawn. He is the ultimate plug-and-play, standalone, by himself. Put him in any team, and he makes it better character. As far as my vote for the best support in-game, Grand Admiral Thrawn gets it. And I went for a very similar approach, but decided to... Pick someone different than you. I went, with, <laughs> I went with Darth Nihilus for a very similar reasons mm-hmm. because he also can be put in anything, and I just love that dispel basic, uh, yeah, count, or cooldowns plus up, and then the annihilate. Just a really good character. Yes. Secretary of Defense, best tank in the game. What do you guys got? And I think that uh, this is the first time this has happened on this. So go ahead. Uh, well, I'll just go ahead and break the news. Um, there are no disagreements here. It is General Kenobi. So my honorable mention goes to Old Ben, actually. Yeah. Uh, old Ben was yeah. very close consideration for best he's tank good. in the game because, number one, he's very easy to obtain. He's easily farmed. And no. he's just so good. Uh, overall utility he's he's so good best aoe in the game still mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I for honorable missions I did mention, and this this goes back to old days of this game. Mm. But Stormtrooper Han for the for a long time was one of the best tanks in yep. the game. Was. Oldie that, but a goodie. Hit, give turn meter to your whole team every time you taunted, and he got mm-hmm. hit. Amazing. Yeah. And then another one that's kind of plug and play. I've seen him plugged in play. It doesn't really happen that often now, but I do think crew is a really good tank and he can he be is. put in most teams. Very um, good. But I don't think he's the best. I just think he was worth mentioning. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, next, the secretary, secretary of transportation. What an odd job that is in our government, but it is there. best <laughs> ship in the game. What do you guys got? Uh, this is going to be a huge surprise. I went with the Umbaran Starfighter. I I think overall it adds so much to any team. It is amazing for taking out Bosk. It has one nasty, awesome AoE. Uh, it dispels on basic. It is it is an absolutely fantastic ship. Missed? So I actually went with Sunfax Starfighter. Um for the main reason that it is an amazing starting lineup tank and an amazing reinforcement. You call it in on a reinforcement and it immediately stuns the target ship, unresistible, unavoidable. Doesn't matter if it's the TIE fighter pilot with foresight, he's getting stunned. Um, It has a stun on its special. uh, It has the ability to uh gain massive defense whenever it taunts uh so it has a lot of survivability it's not squishy at all and uh, it's got that synergy that mad synergy with the 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 other two geonosian ships so uh, i had to go with uh sunfac it's probably my favorite plug and play tank when it comes to ships as well very nice i went with the ship that seems like ever since it was put in the game (laughs) sits in people's starting lineup and that is the advanced tie fighter that ship has just been good ever since it came into the game and that uh that basic now that you got uh jedi knight anakin who is also vader when he grows (laughs) up um you got another ship that puts out target lock on basic but that target lock on basic with and or with the the tie advance has always been one of the best things one of the best things in ships so mm-hmm. the, that was my pick the reason is a, is a really good one. but the reason tie advance is so good is not that basic it's uh, the basics great it's also unavoidable but the fact that target lock cannot be dispelled while that ship is active that i think is the most important yes. aspect of that ship yes For the people in chat, at least I didn't pick Sith Fighter, okay? <laughs> so. That's totally fair. Oh. All right. Your last position in our cabinet <laughs> is the Secretary of Energy. What do you think is the best and most efficient farm for a character? Um, Whether you're a new character, old or new player, old car- player, whatever. If you don't have this character, the most efficient and best character you can farm. I think you and I have the exact same thing. Uh, Kylo Ren Unmasked. Uh, it's a 10 energy node. You get the ship and the character. The ship is 
absolutely fantastic. I see it all over in my arena. It is it is truly great. He is the best first order leader. Um, he goes a long ways towards getting BB eight, and he's plug and play as we discussed. Uh, I mean, I definitely think it's screw. Missed. So I kind of went a little off the beaten path with this one. I went with Ezra Bridger because Ezra Bridger is actually on an eight energy Mm -hmm. Antina battle Mm -hmm. and is actually also dually farmable from fleet shipments. So you can finish his farm potentially faster, saving you even more energy. So, uh, he, in my opinion, is a really quick, efficient farm, and he is the cornerstone of a strong Phoenix squad, which helps you get mm-hmm. uh, Emperor Palpatine and Grand Admiral Thrawn, as well as leading you the on the path towards R2, because you need more Empire. Uh, so for me, nope. Ezra Bridger is probably the most efficient, best farm in the game for me. That is a fantastic choice. All right, well, that is all of our candidates for these positions. As I said, next week I'm going to put these in the poll and let the people decide what they agree and disagree with and see how that goes. It'll be fun to see where that goes next week. But that brings us into our last segment, which is trivia. But before we get there, I want to mention one thing that we haven't mentioned in the past couple of weeks, but... You all know about it. And that is our awesome sponsors, Blue Microphones. If you are enjoying the sound of this podcast, if you like the way that uh, everything has come together on this show for the last probably 50 episodes, um, that is because of our sponsorship with Blue Microphones. They make great products for people that game, for people that make podcasts, for people that make YouTube videos, anything that you are interested in. Blue Microphones has a product for you. Headphones, microphones, boom stands, uh, just cabling, any of that stuff. So if you are interested in starting a YouTube or starting to stream or just need better headphones to hear your raid leader in World of Warcraft or whatever, go ahead to bluedesigns.com and put in the... Check out their products. If you decide to buy something, put in the the code SOPOD at your checkout and you will get 20% off. It's a really good deal because they have really great products and that 20% off goes a really long way uh, towards getting you some really great stuff. So check that out. 100%. Um, Uh, As far as the rest of our stuff goes. I was going to say, Blue Designs would make really great Christmas gifts with Christmas coming up as an excellent choice if you know somebody who's into streaming or maybe into podcasting or anything of the sort. The headphones are great. And I highly recommend if you need a microphone, that Yeti Nano um it starts at a hundred dollars like I said go put on promo code 20 percent off that is a fantastic microphone for people starting out it is great so check that out sounds good last thing i was going to say is if you want to join our podcast chat lots of people in there always talking really good conversations really drives the stuff we talk about on this podcast so if you want to be a podcast defining person that really has an influence on what we do here. Go join our chat, discord.me slash shattered order. If you have any feedback for us, the shattered order at Gmail, send it there. We always read it. We always take it to heart. And that is how we wound up with the way we do our 
trivia now where you guys can uh, get in on it. And so why don't we go into that now, Wink? I think that is a pretty good idea. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the Force be with you. It is trivia time, and just for those of you that (laughs) don't know, if you have any interest in suggesting questions for trivia... Go to shatteredorder.com. There is a link at the bottom of the page where you can submit a trivia question. Uh, click on that, and you can write in a trivia question with answer and everything, and it'll go directly to Tesh, who sets up the trivia. We don't get to see it at all, so if you want to help out or have suggestions or anything, that is an excellent way to do it. Uh, what is that game pin, Goodnight Punk? All right, so this week we're going to test our Clone Wars trivia. So if you don't know how this works, um, you put in the, you use the Kahoot app available, man. You use the Kahoot app available on Android (laughs) and iOS. You put in this pin that I tell you, and you can test your metal in these questions along with us. So this week... Uh, Mist, you're gonna try this for the first time. We'll see. Yes, uh, I am. See how you <laughs> see how you stack up with us here. Um, if you if it's if you get two questions right, you'll probably do better than me and uh, Wink did last week okay. of the nine questions. So that's that's <laughs> how bad it was last week. But not good. Yeah. So we're doing Clone Wars. Uh, here is your pin number. All right. The pin is zero one eight one six five six. Again, that's zero one eight one six five six. Now, the way I'm going to do this is, as I've been instructed by Tesh, is the first six questions are as the normal way we do it every week, where we, I ask the question, I say go, we answer the question, and then that's good to go. Apparently, from what I heard, for the last three questions there's a video short video that plays before the question so i can't really ask the question before i tell everyone to go because i'll kind of just know the answer before everyone else that way so when we get to question seven i'll just say go watch it we'll ask the question and then kind of talk about it afterward that way we're all on an even playing field there that's good um go ahead and post that code in live chat also that way everybody can anyone there can grab it all right give me one second one zero one eight that's a six zero one eight one six five six all right there you go all right first question is what in the world that is not our popular music by popular (laughs) demand extra swaga questions who became an ARC trooper alongside Fives? And go. Wink's not getting this one. Um. Possible options are Rex, Echo, Cody, and Droid Bait. <laughs> I love that name. 
I feel like one of those is trying to bait you into an answer, but who knows? All right, guys, what did you select? <laughs> Miss uh, doesn't look like he got it no, right. I didn't. I, uh, I, I, I saw the slider. I was like, ah, <laughs> Rex. I was like, it was between Rex and Echo. Um, I, because watching the Clone Wars TV show, I remember Rex and Echo interacting so much with each other. I just forgot that. It wasn't Rex who became an ARC trooper with fives. It was Echo. So, yeah, I, I, I got it wrong. How could you forget that? Even I knew it was Echo. Jeez. Yeah, I know. Did you really? No, but I guessed it correctly. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there you go. I knew it and guessed it correctly, so Echo it is. All right. So, next question we got. How many characters in Swaga attained the rank of Jedi Master? And go. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I have no correct idea. Correct answers are 10. Sorry, not correct answers, but the answers you could answer are 10, 5, 6, and 14. Ugh. <laughs> I, I did not get this one right. Good grief. I put six. What did you guys put? <laughs> put six. <laughs> I also put six. Take I a, didn't think that. Take a seat, young Anakin. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. So you got Grandmaster Rhoda. Yoda obviously was a Jedi Master. Hermit Yoda. Um... Plo Koon was a Jedi Master, right? Uh, Mace Windu. Both Kenobi. So there's already six. Qui-Gon. Luminara was a Master. Uh, Eeth Koth was a Master. Emma Gundy was a... Gundy was a a Master. Shite. I guess almost all of them were, so... Holy crap. Oh my god. We suck. Well, Isla Sakura was a master too. <laughs> we do suck. <sighs> yeah, it was 14 oh, was the answer if we didn't say that already. Holy moly. Good grief. I wasn't going to sit here and count. So I just <laughs> yeah, if I had spent more than like two <laughs> seconds deciding, yeah. I might have thought about that. I probably still would have put yeah. 10 and not 14. Right? Not 14. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm. All right. <laughs> All right, next question. Question three. Which is not an a quote unquote attacker in Swaga? And go. The options are, are Cody, Jedi Knight Anakin, Kit Fisto, and Mace Windu. And what did you guys select? I selected Mace only because I remembered he is a tank. Oh, damn it. Oh, he's I sitting here going, too. oh, I didn't see Kit. Oh, there he is on the attackers. <laughs> oh. See, I should have actually just thought about this a little bit more, or actually just read the options. Oh, yeah, Mace. He's a tank. <laughs> That's the way it usually oh. works. Is, uh, yeah. 
This is why, I, so the question has been asked several times whether we should take the timer off or leave it. And this is why I like the timer. Because it because screws it can, players that are just like, ah, it can make you just, oh my God, yeah, I gotta yeah. do something. And the funniest part is you uh, make a decision in like two seconds, but you get like a, like 30 seconds to a minute to choose. So I know. Cracks yeah. me up. Oh, so bad. I'm so terrible at this. Okay. We are. Too. All right. It's question okay. four. In which episode does Fives pilot an Umbaran starfighter? Ooh. And go. Which episode? Ugh. Plan of Descent, the Gathering, Darkness of Umbara, or the General? I, I feel this like this is a trick question. It might be. No. I know. I know it is a trick question. <laughs> All right, what, what did you guys pick? I picked Plan of Descent because uh, I remember that it was not a very popular opinion when Fives chose to pilot that Umbaran Starfighter. It's That's a pretty good guess. I picked The Gathering because for some reason it sounded familiar, what? which was not I, correct. I picked... Darkness of Umbara because it's called the Umbaran Starfighter. Seems logical, mm -hmm. but no, uh, we were all wrong. Um, I love that we all answered all the way around the correct answer. The correct answer. Yeah, yeah. Like mm -hmm. each of us picked a wrong yeah. answer. Yeah, yep. we're yeah we're we're great at this. <laughs> Next question: uh, Who from the Clone Era grants defense up for four turns? And go. <laughs> the, po the possible options are Eeth Koth, Plo Koon, Jedi Knight Guardian, and Mace Windu. I picked uh, Jedi Knight Guardian because I know like? I'm pretty positive she does defensive up, but apparently it isn't for four turns. Uh, it was Plo Koon, actually. I was like, I know it this guy's defensive. I know this guy's defensive. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize I it was Eith four Koth turns, though. Plo Koon confused. So, Eeth yeah, Koth, I remember that he sucks, and all he does is stun, and only some <laughs> of the time. So... <laughs> yeah. On droids. <laughs> yeah. So... I I got a few or... points. Finally. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh. Alright, question six. So this should be on this would be good for everybody. Alright. What is uh... Alright, Plo Koon's defense up is the only four turn buff. If false, name the buff that can last four turns. Uh. <laughs> Uh, the options are true, false, taunt, false retribution, or false heal over time. I put put true, because none of those I thought lasted four turns. Oh, dang it. I, I, I couldn't remember if Stormtrooper Han's taunt lasted four turns or not, but it only lasts three. Um, I may have put false 
heal over time. The correct answer. Of course you did. Of course you did. Oh. I think you're a cheater. <laughs> Where'd you get the pink 50s, Grandma? I might be. I might be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so the next three questions have a video at the beginning of it, so we'll uh, we'll see you on the other side. I'm going to start the first right. question. All right. My, I don't have videos working. Are you guys are working for you guys? Mm -mm. Well, there's hints, so I. <laughs> yeah, I cannot see anything. Oh no, it did uh, work. It's not a video. It's 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 uh, it oh, is a video, but yeah. it's giving hints of name that tune. Yeah, it's name that tune from era, the old one. Stun on basic. Sometimes has 500% potency. That's a dead giveaway. But of course, that pops up yep. when you get to the point where you're like about to go to zero. So right. I like this. Wow. Well oh, done, good. Tash. You fi you figured this out. This is awesome. Yeah, I like it. Mm -hmm. The answers were so the hints it gave was Clone Wars era can stun on basic. Sometimes has 400% potency. Is that what it was? 500. Yeah. 500%. The answers yeah. you could give are Royal Guard, Cup, R2-D2, or Jedi Knight Revan. I picked Cup once I figured out what was happening. I I did as well. Yeah, yeah. in my in my head, I, I saw the can stun on basic. I looked down and the first thing I read was Royal Guard and I was like, oh, Royal Guard! Dude. Didn't think about <laughs> the fact that it's like, wait, Royal Guard wasn't Clone Wars era. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, right, well, that's quick enough that I can shame. read the hints as we go. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> Much shame. Next question. I need to get a shame bell. It has a mass dispel. Second hint is a clone trooper. Three, assist allies' basic attacks. Answers are Cody, Darth Sion, Asajj, were... and Echo. Yep. And how'd you guys do on this one? That was I a bright screen. Yeah. It's still bright. It's like it's like you're shining a spotlight it's, at the screen. Is it is it that yeah. bad? Yours oh looks my like god! A spotlight as well. Oh, yeah. it does. Look at that. Oh my god. Okay, let's hear. There it. you go. Now you can see yes. it. Oh yeah. I picked Same Echo. Uh, it's better. That's better. There you go. Ish. There you go. Nice. There we go. It's still really bright. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's not even try this anymore. I give up. I got yeah. it right. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Question uh, three. Name that tune. <laughs> Has something in common with Sith Marauder. Two. Has an AoE attack. Uh, nope. Got it wrong. Yep. The options were Kit Fisto, General Kenobi, Fives, and Jedi Knight Anakin. The third hint is uh, Nautilin. 
Basically telling you the race of the alien. Yeah. And, and I... Uh, and what does he share in common with I, I picked now on Anakin. Yeah, as soon up, as I saw that it has an AOE attack, I was like, oh, Anakin. Boop. Does Sith Marauder have potency yep, up? That's what I did too. Uh, not answering my question. Okay. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, perfect. I don't know what he shares with I Sith Marauder. No I picked Kit Fisto. That's a great question. Yeah. Inflict offense down. That's yeah. what Anakin has. Anakin inflicts offense down well, with his basic attack. Congratulations. Well, like, am I am I wrong here, Jedi? Uh, Jedi Knight Anakin. No, Jedi Knight Anakin exposes. Oh, healing. He exposes immunity. himself. Healing and buff immunity. Yeah. Uh, oh, on his basic. Yeah, on his basic. Uh, I, I thought I thought he was like that. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Then. So, well, how many I, points did you guys end up with? Oh, I don't even want to say. I don't even want to say. I plead the fifth. I, I plead the fifth. I wound <laughs> up with forty-five ninety-one. Woo! I ended up with four thousand six hundred and thirty-eight. <laughs> Barely beat me. Like I said, we're not, we're, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not talking about what I got. Okay? Just... All we got to do is ask Tess. She can look up where you are. You don't have to tell 1, us. 1,834. Ah, oh, my God. It was so bad. Ow. Yeah. Oh, that ain't good. Pretty oh, bad. So bad. <laughs> it was so bad. It's always bad the first time. It gets, know, more, it like, it gets better after the first it was, time. It was those snap reactions that I just, you know. Didn't didn't read all the options. It happens. Think twice before I pick some. Yeah, whatever. <sighs> Our buddy uh, Urzatron. Oh, I know. Uh, completely. He, he smoked us all. One. Oh my like, god, he smoked us. Yeah, <laughs> very bad. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Well, that pretty much wraps up this episode. But before we go, Mist, why don't you plug everything that you do, your channel, and everything that is associated with you? Uh, well, um, I, I don't have a dating profile, so I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but um, I do have social media. Um, I'm, I'm pretty popular. Well, I won't say I'm popular because, you know, that's, that's a relative term. I am active. Let me put it that way. I'm active on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I have a Facebook page, but mostly that just gets fed from Instagram posts. But at any rate, so, uh, follow me at missed YouTube, missed underscore YouTube on Twitter or at missed past here on Instagram. Of course you can find me on, uh, YouTube, uh, missed past year. That's missed space p-a-s-s-i-e-r-t and uh i stream every thursday night at 8 30 eastern or sorry 8 30 central 9 30 eastern so if you find yourself free on a thursday night with nothing better to do than watch me yammer on about star wars galaxy of heroes that's where i'll be sounds good man might have to check it out next week great for idea sure. Well, Indeed. now that we've right. gone on well, for almost three hours, how do you feel about uh, closing <laughs> this out? 
I don't know if that's what you knew you signed on for. I, now, I so. think we should just get the hell out of here. <laughs> nah, I'm good. We're good. All right. Well, from us to you, thank right. you for watching. Thank you for everyone after the fact with our podcast, where we started, where everything started. Audio podcast. Thank you for listening. I don't care if this is three weeks from now or now. Thank you for listening. We appreciate all of you. We will be back next week for episode 124. Thanks for hanging out. Mist, thanks for coming and hanging out with us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) Awesome. We'll we'll catch all you guys later. See you. Yeah.